Hello and welcome to episode 1082 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, uh, August 2nd. And I'm your host, Paul Spore. It's trade deadline. I'm with Justin Mason. Justin, good afternoon. We're late evening because of the deadline. Hey, it's it's good to see that you cleared COVID protocols to uh, come back and uh, be able to discuss things on the trade deadline. Sheesh, I, I, I should redo that intro. It was terrible, but that's all right. We got through it. It happens when you're off for a little bit. You know, you get a little mm-hmm. rusty. But uh, we got lots to talk about. We've been talking um, in different capacities all day. You were on a show. Nick and I did our trade deadline special. Uh, so we had another banger. It was another excellent trade deadline. What we're going to do is we're going to go team by team and just talk about guys impacted by trades. So not just the folks that were traded, but of course, uh, different players that may be rising and falling because of those trades. So we're going to go uh, east to west, ALNL, starting by standings order. So we'll start with the Yankees. And Frankie Montas, Harrison Bader are the, are the big two here. And the the reliever additions, they're not going to change the closer landscape, Trevino nor Efros. So I don't really think those matter. And of course, Bader's on the sidelines right now. So we'll get to him in a moment. He doesn't really have a whole lot going on. It's really Montas. So I think the primary question becomes the home park change. Do you have any overarching concerns about moving from Oakland to New York? And would it be enough to to make a substantial substantial move down the rankings for Montas for you? I mean, I definitely have some concerns. He's going from pretty much the best pitchers park in baseball to a hitters park, and not only that, you're moving from a division in which, while he doesn't get to pitch against his own team, like still had other bottom feeder teams in the division to the AL East that does not have bottom feeder teams. I mean, the Orioles are in the hunt for a playoff spot at this point, right? And Boston is still, especially once they get healthy, will still have a a pretty damn good offense. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got to have some concerns, but I think that the fact that his win potential just went from the worst team in the league potentially to the best probably offsets it. Um, Very much should. I think at worst it's a lateral move, um, and it's potentially a huge move for his value getting to go to one of the best teams in baseball. So um, I think my only concern with Montas is, is he healthy, and can he stay healthy the rest of the way? Um, Because he has dealt with, you know, arm injury already this year. Uh, We thought there was a potential that it could tank his trade value. It clearly did not. Um, And thank God he's finally out of Oakland where he can – shave his face and have an actual baseball career. That means something. Um, you know, his velo was down almost two miles an hour last time out from on That is a little bit of a concern. And that's what you were talking about with tanking his value. It clearly did not. I thought they got a good return. Obviously we'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we get to the A's because a couple of those guys could be making an impact this year. What, what about Bader? Um, he's been out with the, I think plantar fasciitis, which really sucks, man. It really, it's really broken up what was looking like a potential breakout year. And, Am I particularly uh, bombing because of my, you know, exposure to him in fantasy leagues? Absolutely. I'm absolutely pissed because of that, because uh, things were going really well. 15 steals, five homers, 256 average. Uh, He was a nice piece in the outfield for so many ball clubs. And now he's been out for a minute. He's played 72 games and he's not expected back until like late August. But what do you see here? Can he be a September hero in the Bronx with Harrison Bader? Um, I mean, he, he definitely can. The question is, like, where does he hit in this lineup? It's probably at the bottom, right? Like, 
I just can't see him necessarily working his way to the top when you've got. Isn't that where he was hitting in St. Louis? Yeah, but it's you know so, it just it still kind of sucks. You, it well, yeah, but, but as far as a, as far as a change, it, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't mm-hmm. suck because it is worse at the bottom. Just statistically, that's a that's a proven fact. You're 100 right. But it's not like he's going from three to eight. He's mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, and staying seven, eight, nine, probably up to seven, I think, because he'll take over for Hicks uh, when he comes back, and you know we'll see where Hicks is at. Uh, it's not it, he could lose some playing time though too. Bader could, I, and I think that's the kind of the bigger question is if, and this is a big if with the Yankees, right? If everybody if is healthy, healthy, yeah, how many days a week does he play? Because Hicks has to play once Stanton's back. He's going to play Judge, obviously. Judge is going to hit 90 home runs this year. Oh, like my gosh. He's so amazing. Like, it's so I mean, awesome, dude. I've, it's I so mean, awesome. We're always going to have bad calls, but my fading Aaron Judge call is clearly the worst call of my season. Like, it's not even close. Like, and that, I still stand by tough one. why I, I said it. But, like, well, what, what was your reasoning? Well, because he wasn't vaccinated, and there was talk that guys oh, who weren't yeah. vaccinated in New York told you not to get weren't going to be able though. to play. Um, I tried to give you it, one back for the Cambrel thing because I told you not to yeah, get on that vaccine that, too much. The Toronto one ended up being an issue. Yeah, the, so that one, um, you know, that one obviously going to backfire, and you know, I'm he's going to get paid and as long as my Giants are the one pay, aren't the ones paying him. Uh, I'll be super super happy for him. Uh, I'll but, say. At least you didn't. At least it wasn't a skills based thing. I think that actually no, works. No. I, I think you should be fine with that. You know, you, you made a calculated effort. You were worried about again for people that don't remember, there was like some concerns that like the Kyrie Irving thing. Well, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie be, wasn't allowed to play at home. Like, would be just, in the case for them, and then but it's just like with so many games in baseball, I just I knew it was going to get resolved, or I felt super, super, super comfortable that it would either via. Uh, uh, the law itself or him getting a, a vax there, but um, yeah. It, yeah, at least you weren't out skills wise because he's been no. absolutely tremendous. Judge is a, a total god. Uh, let's move out to Toronto, and they were they were in late. Speaking of vaccinations, it happened, it happened, yeah. And Witt has to buckle, uh, like a punk. Like, I, I think, I think it's so weak, and I, I, I feel like you know. Probably should have just been vaxxed anyway. I, I don't really understand why not. Um, but to be to not do it just kind of cuz and then say, like, well, if you know, I get moved, sure, you know, if I'm in a race and now he gets moved to the team that is the reason you have yeah. to do it, dude. That's that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. I, I'd respect it more of at least if he had some conviction, but uh, th- this just seems kind of lame. But he does go to Toronto. So, how do you feel about him joining that Toronto lineup? Whit Merrifield has actually been. On fire for a good while. Hit the, mm-hmm. Except those first early games were so painfully bad that they're still, <clears throat> pardon me, they're still weighing down the line. But if you look over his last, pulling it up here, um, 303 plate appearances. He's at 280, 333, 426 with six homers and 12 steals, which is a 1530 pace. So he's been himself. Mm-hmm. Wits back. So how good can he be in Toronto? I mean, I think he can be pretty good. The question is, how much does he steal? The The Blue Jays are 22nd in baseball in terms of stolen bases this year, um, comparatively speaking to, you know, uh, Kansas City, who is top 10 and has, you know, been top five in, in mm-hmm. you know, a number of years. So does the stolen base numbers continue to kind of slide down? I mean, I think he's going to bat at the top or near the top of that lineup. Uh, he's going to hit for average. He's going to score a boatload of runs. Uh, you know, question is, 
you know, how much of that stolen base, how many stolen bases does he lose in the process? And is that what you need from him? Springer's uh, got 11, Springer's yeah. got 11 attempts and uh, Bichette has 13. I, I don't think it's going to hurt him. I think, I think Whit Merrifield's going to be trusted that like, Hey, you know, we, we see your base running uh, uh, skills. They're, they're evident. You can do your thing on the bases. Uh, you know, you're getting on base and you're not running us out of innings. I don't think he's going to be hurt by that. I think he should be all right. Uh, I am curious if you think this spells the end for Santiago Espinal, like even in 15 team leagues, because isn't this just going, isn't this just going to decimate his playing time to where he's just spotting in to give guys a, a breather at this point? I would think so. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, kind of looking at where, you know, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, we we're, weirdly, have... yeah, roster resource has Whit Merrifield on the bench. I, I don't think that I, is, I don't see that happening. Um, Espinal's a nice player, man. He's a nice player to have, and he could be part of a winning club, one of those fan favorite types, too. That kind of you know, scrapper, but he's not better than Whit. He's not, he, he's, he's definitely not, not especially when you trade for a guy at the deadline, you're going to make sure he's getting plenty of time. You know, Espinal has you know, played at second, third, and short. Maybe he just gives mm-hmm. these guys days off, and he can you find did hear his me way. Say that, right? Oh no, I didn't. I did say that. Yeah, okay. that, that's so what I was saying. He, he'll, maybe he'll he get, can. So maybe he can find four days a week, you know. And so, like in deeper leagues, that'll have value, but definitely takes a hit with this move. Could that hurt Kirk in indirectly then? Because the DH could be one of those spots. Because like otherwise. Bichette and Chapman and Witt, th- those are guys are gamers. They don't have to come out. Like they play all the time. And Toronto doesn't have anything secured to where they can really be resting guys. I, I think Espinal's cooked playing time. Yeah, I could, could be. I can't imagine they take Kirk out. Yeah, I don't think they want to take I Kirk agree, out of the lineup. But I, that's why I'm, I'm trying to finagle where these ABs come from. Can he play the outfield at all? Like, I, I don't think I don't he hasn't played this year. Has he played um, ever? I don't know. Uh, I will. I will look and see. If he's and I playing. don't know. I don't know if they want to bring Guriel back on the infield. I don't think he's played on the infield in a minute. Uh, he used to have that sort of flexibility. He still carries it in MLB the show. But he, yeah, has, he, hasn't he has. Played. He has no career plate appearances in the outfield. Yeah. So, so I, I. I don't know for Espinal. I mean, and he was a nice little player, but if that 15 team was kind of the perfect spot for him, six homers, five steals, 268 I- average. 39 runs things happen right like sure, sure. one one he one injury he's one injury away from being it's a full-time the player yeah. anywhere on the infield right mm-hmm. like whatever happens on the infield he would be the prime uh beneficiary even if it wasn't uh even if it was first base not saying he would play first but they would probably finagle it around and get him, like put wit at first and then he plays again so i agree mm-hmm. with that but are you holding him in a 15 team no i don't think so no i mean not unless i'm like there's like really nothing on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think he's cuttable there. Um, they got Mitch White from the Dodgers, who's going to come over, and he's the sixth man right now. So you know he's stripling mm-hmm. part two, and but he's give he gives them some depth. Would you speculate on him? I mean, because it really he needs something to open up. So is he a hold in like fifteens, or is he back to the wire for Mitch White? Ah. Uh. I tend to think he's kind of back to the wire. Um, he might be in the minors too to stay stretched. Yeah, uh, they don't need just, him in the pen. He just gives up so much contact. He's got an almost ninety percent zone contact Bad rate fastball. this year. 
and and that is a recipe for disaster in the AL East. Like you're you're going up against teams that will seek that bad fastball, and especially if he leaves it in the zone, uh, which he tends to do too often, mm-hmm. um, he's gonna get hit around. Like it's just um, like I I know that he like he's a former like prospect of note. I honestly want to call yeah. him a top prospect, but a prospect of note. Um, but he just never developed into anything more than probably a back end of the rotation type of guy. I, I think you're right. Like I have hope, but at the same time, like if LA does didn't extract it much beyond where the, where we're at yeah. here, which is like a decent enough guy who can spot, but probably best in the bullpen, then he's probably best in the bullpen. So he, he's a perfect six man. He can be a long yes, guy. Mitch White is perfect he, six. I agree. So like he's 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 going to serve the exact purpose that the you know Blue Jays need from it. And I mean Kikuchi has been like hit or miss and mostly miss Very. all season. I know he had a great last start and I used that start to uh, trade him in a big dynasty league to get him off my roster and get yeah, something in return. <laughs> uh, but it was against the Tigers. Like, you, you know, you're just not like, that's just not a level of competition we're worried about. So, no. um, yeah, I mean, Mitch White, no, not interesting. Not even in, I mean, o- outside of like leagues where like. AL can, only could be interesting a little bit. And there's That's those the leagues where, do. like, you get starts limits and, you know, he can be used yeah. as an RP or an SP. Like, you know, you got weird rules like that. They might have some interest, but I don't think he's going to have much. But it's very niche for Mitch, mm-hmm. Mitch White, even as a player that I do like. I got to see more before I'm really getting back in fantasy-wise. And Absolutely. the uh, relief additions that they made with Bass and Pop uh, don't affect anything fantasy-wise. I do like Zach Pop, though, and I, I would not be surprised if he, be, if he becomes a stud reliever in the near future. Dude throws 98-mile-an-hour sinkers, 63% ground ball rate. If they can figure out a slider to be a swing and miss, it, to the moon for Zach Pop. There were a lot of people that were like, what the hell? Like This is what they get for Jordan Groshans? Groshans never developed into oh, a top-tier prospect um, that people completely. thought that he was yep. going to be. He's, he's not on most... Um, prospect guys like top 200 or top 300 lists. It's anymore. name value. Uh, it's it completely name value. And for them to get like their biggest weakness is pitching. And mm-hmm. like, so they didn't go out and get like a major starter at the deadline because they went and got these two guys that can help lengthen that bullpen. Um, I thought it was a very astute move. You know, I maybe agree. Groshans can find something in Miami, but um, these are two like legit you know, good relief arms for that belt bullpen. It doesn't help in fantasy at all, but like yep. from a real life baseball perspective, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Groshans with Miami, but I, I, I kind of liked it both ways on that deal there. It made, made a lot of sense. Let's go out to Tampa Bay. Of course, they're always making at least some small moves. They were rumored in some other things. Nothing really came to fruition. So I believe they were done yesterday outside of, Mm-hmm. No, li- literally nothing today because even Garrett Clevenger was yesterday. So yep. it boils down to Jose Siri and David Peralta from uh, a little bit ago with, with Peralta. Siri, I think, is more impactful because with the rash of injuries that they've had to the outfield, that's why they got two guys. They've got Kiermaier, Margot, Harold Ramirez on the IL. Siri's going to slot in and play. He's shown some real intrigue in the minors. He's got some stout minor league numbers, but a lot of swing and miss, Justin. 33% in his 147 plate appearances this year and uh, 26% in the 78 AAA appearances as well. Can Siri overcome this swing and miss to be impactful? I I don't think so. Um, I mean, this feels like, you know, they DFA'd Brett Phillips, who then ended up in in Baltimore uh, today. Mm -hmm. 
um, this is a Spider-Man meme. Like, it's a younger version of Brett Phillips who, you know, without the charm and charisma of Brett Phillips, who we all fucking love. Like, I love Brett Phillips. Why you hey, do my boy like this? He's great. Um, you know, just he's genuinely good dude who loves the game of baseball. Like, he's just you know, infectious. Um, yeah, I, I don't really get the move, honestly. Like, I mean, I know, like, they need, you know, pieces just for that outfield. But for a team that has been so close so many times, to breaking through for a world series uh, to not make a big move here uh, when there were so many big moves li- like, Wait, you know, what do you want to see them do mostly go, go get Wilson Contreras, Andy and half. Yeah. Neither I, knew, got I knew that's moved. where you were going to go too. And like, I, they had a huge, move, they had a huge need of catcher. They've got a huge Agreed. needed center field. Yep. No, no one apparently wanted to pay Chicago what, what they wanted, uh, um, which is just were high. I think it's because they did so well last year. Teams were afraid of getting smoked. I just, yeah. I, you I think just that don't influences know how you... it at all? Like, I'm not even kidding. I feel like that probably might influence it. Like, they did so well last year. Like, well, we don't want to get taken this year. Remember how well they did last year? You know, um, what if they're starting with, like, Curtis Mead and, and Heriberto Hernandez? Like, I don't think you have to do that on a rental. Like, I just, you know, I mean, I know Hap's not a rental. Hap's not a rental. But with Contreras, yeah. like, Contreras would have been huge for that but, organization. But rentals – the rental market is up. It is it's for up sure. A lot. It was so, it was a seller's market, absolutely for sure. But I just don't know how you walk out of the trade deadline when almost every other team, you know, outside of like the usual like non-buying suspects, are making huge moves. Like there is a clear division between um, the Yankees, the Astros, I think the Twins now, and everybody else in the American yeah, League, like, and in in part because of their big moves at the deadline. Like, I just don't know how. As I mean, it's the Rays, right? The Rays are just going to do what the Rays do. Yeah. At the same time, like they made a big move for Nelson Cruz last year. It didn't work out, but don't let that I mean, sour you. Peralta isn't that different than trying to get Cruz. I mean, because Cruz wasn't hitting that well. Like yeah, actual I mean, Cruz is better than Peralta, but Peralta mm-hmm. has a one ten WRC plus. I don't know. I don't like. I don't mind the two outfield moves. I hear you. Like it felt like they were going to do something else. Catcher seemed like a, a, an opportunity for them, especially with so many. There actually are some catchers available out there. Maybe they could have gone for something bigger with a Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. They they've linked up with Oakland before, but I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like the prices, and you know they're always willing to kind of cut the corners and, and piece things together. I'm still not going to count them out. I'm still not, not going to count them out Even either. Looking at this dog shit offense, dude. It's so I just don't, I don't know how they plan to compete with some of these like super teams that we're seeing being built. Like somebody mentioned on Twitter, like this is turning into the, or the NBA, like, you know, with these super teams. Being built. Yeah. Because like oh, yeah. there, there are clear divisions between your, you know, teams that will pay, but that creates talent. That creates better nice. deadlines. So nice. I, this was one of my favorite deadlines we've had in a long time. Like this was a legit, a legit good deadline. I totally agree. And one funny thing about Tampa Bay, by the way, as bad as that offense is, top five in WRC plus in July somehow. Don't ask me how, but they were they were fifth. So um, yeah, so, they had so many guys rested over the All Star break. <laughs> so uh, where where are you picking up Siri and Peralta? I'm not. Not even fifteen. Why would you? Because they're gonna play. Peralta, Peralta is gonna be a strong side platoon. Siri has got like a 170 uh batting average. 
Um, I hear you on Siri. He hasn't shown anything. I don't know. I think Peralta probably 15 team could be a fifth outfielder for AL for sure, of course. But that generally yeah, a, I mean, a, yeah, because they've got a pulse. Siri's sure, um, um, already Siri's already rostered in AL, even as bad as he's been. Peralta would be coming over to the league. So yeah, okay, we're good with Tampa Bay. Let's move yeah. on to Baltimore. Uh, the Mountain baby, they did it, and hey, big ups to them. I know it's not easy. I know it's not, especially with Mancini. He's a glue in that clubhouse. Uh, even before the illness, too, like uh, that just got him like national attention. But he's always been a fan favorite, a go-to guy. So I get it. That's tough. But I thought they did pretty well in that deal, by the way, getting yeah. two 23-year-old arms. Originally, I thought if he doesn't go for anything, maybe don't trade him. Don't trade him just to trade him. But two 23-year-old arms that both project to be legit starters, like not legit meaning like they're awesome, but like guys who can actually start. Even if they're just fifth starters, that'd be pretty good. Um, but then the Lopez one, they had to. Like, it would have been criminal to keep Jorge Lopez. I, th I thought it was exactly like the Kendall Graveman thing last year. Made a ton of sense. It's Felix Bautista time. Thing of it is, he was, he was probably the go-to handcuff for the deadline. So he's not as available. But for those that have him available, how do you feel about Felix Bautista as the Orioles closer for two months? You got to feel pretty good about it, right? Like, I mean, he... Like, I guess they could go to Dylan Tate um, if Batista struggles, uh, and they've tried to get Tate But into... you think he gets the first, not like, with Batista? I think so. You think yeah, I, because I definitely do. I'm, I'm he's, all in He's been it. the guy when they've given Lopez the days off. Exactly. That they've gone to. So, like, I, I assume that he will be a guy that they go to rest the way. You know, Lopez quietly racked up a you know, crap ton of saves in the first half. Uh, luckily, he's going to a team where he could potentially be the closer, uh, so you may Absolutely. not, uh, we'll you may, that. yeah, you may not, um, like my, like plethora of Lopez shares may not be ruined. No, no, um, no. So yeah, do not cut him. Yeah. So, um, I think this is kind of best case scenario for, for, for those of you like you who picked up Bautista and, and people who had uh Lopez rostered like me. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Because yeah, I think he is going to close there and we'll get to that with Minnesota. So they did open up things with Mancini. And it brings in focus a guy named Taryn Vavra, a prospect they called up over the weekend uh, who has some intrigue. I, I'm not clouded by this, I promise, even though I'm going to bring it up. But he, he became like a superstar in a OTP sim that I had. And I always remembered him because it's kind of a unique name. And I'm like, I'm waiting for this guy to come up in real life and see if he's anything. So it's a high hit tool type guy, uh, you know, maybe some batting average potential there. But do you like Taryn Vavra as a potential 15-team pickup? Is there any intrigue getting some, uh, at least some strong side burn in left field? Yeah, I mean, he's somewhat interesting. Um, a guy potentially hit for a decent average and field some bases. Not much power in the profile. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I wouldn't, uh, you know, be thinking I'm going to get much in terms of home runs or IBAs from but Especially maybe a guy park no longer inflates him. Sorry to interrupt you, but like mm -hmm. you used to think if a guy had a good hit tool and he's just in Camden and he breathes on it, but now we don't even get cheapies anymore. But he's part. a lefty anyway, so like true, he's likely true. not going to be affected. Oppo. Yeah, he's not going to. He true, doesn't. True, true. He doesn't have Oppo power to begin with. So exactly, like, exactly. Um, no, you're right. You're like, right. That's only for rookies. Uh, my bad. My bad. So, but like he's a guy that like if he got full time playing time, Orioles. You know, I mean, maybe they do consider themselves real contenders and they're going to play the best player. You know, that would be kind of worst case scenario. Maybe he is a strong side platoon guy, but they're a team that really is looking to the future, I think, long term. And maybe they give him full run to kind of see what he has in terms of whether or not he's going to be a part of the next good or Orioles team. 
Uh, and in that scenario, like maybe hits 270 uh, and can steal 10 plus bases rest of the way. And I think that, I mean, obviously that has value, especially in your 15s, but even some of your 12s, you know, where you can kind of stream him in and out of your lineup when you know he's going to play. Yeah, that's Karen Vavra. Could be an interesting player here for Baltimore uh, who offers some unique skills. You know, power is usually the thing that that can, not, I don't want to say be easy to find, but find finding a few homers off the wire, you can usually find. But finding batting average can be tough. And he's had, mm -hmm. like, very high walk rates, good contact. Batting average stuff could be there for Taron Bobber. Keep an eye on him and see what they do. But there are, also, are some other challengers for this open left field role, including the aforementioned Brett Phillips. Now, he has one of the most extreme profiles that you can possibly think it's like diamond defense and uh you know copper contact ability he has a 41 percent strikeout rate uh is like diamond speed and then you know a gold a gold uh discipline like he's pretty good at taking walks and even has some pop but push come to shove it doesn't add up to too much unfortunately a 42 wrc plus can he factor in or does he just strike out too much to be anything more than, you know, one of the best, I don't want to say novelty player. I was like denigrating him because I love Brett Phillips. He's awesome. But like, you know what I mean? A guy who's in Munenori Kawasaki, who, who's hype out, out, out does his uh, true skill type thing. Is that right? Um, I'm not trying to be rude. I love No, him. you're not trying to, I, I, I love Brett Phillips too. I mean, he is a, he is your prototypical, uh, prototypical fourth outfielder, right? Like he is a guy like, you don't want him starting, but he's a great guy as a defensive replacement, um, as a guy who can kind of come off the bench, uh, who can pitch for you when you're down yeah. 15 runs. like Or like um, five runs in today's game. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird how common that's become. Like, it's I just, so annoying, dude. It's um, just be, it's, it was a fan favorite thing that became an exploit, you know, just to and save that's, a, a relief. I don't, know if you've, I don't know if you follow Cut 4 on, uh, on Twitter, but like I was looking at their tweets. Are they tweets. still doing it? It's like the only thing they do. Oh my like that's god! All the, they tweet is. I can't believe they're still pitching. committed to it because it's they, so bad. Nobody likes yeah. it anymore. Yeah, nobody likes. Well, it. it's because it's become overused. We're exactly, seeing it it's every five night. times a week instead yeah. of five times um, a season. Anyway, so, sorry to derail you there, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't think Phillips, he. No. Like he he. Do you know how many hits he has against left-handed pitching this year? I'm gonna say zero. I'm gonna say zero. zero. The answer is yeah. zero. And against right-handed pitching, he's hitting 179. So, like, it, it, yeah, like it's, it's you know, I mean, he's, look, if he didn't have premium speed and defense, he wouldn't be in the majors right now. So he it's awesome that he's hanging on, and I hope he keeps collecting as many paychecks as he can. He's got a great career in some sort of, like, entertainment once he's done. Mm -hmm. I hope that's not for a while, but it might he, be close. Yeah, he, he'd be a edge. fantastic color commentator. He, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Just, he's going to go to MLB Network, like, the second. Late, late night radio, like, like he yeah. could. I mean, he streamed a bit. Like there's a there's a world where he could he be, could become a streamer like he was really good at, at doing that anything he wants like it'll be his his oyster there, Brett Phillips let's go mm -hmm. to a prospect Yusnel Diaz remember him I do. at the time he was the key piece of the Manny Machado deal do you know who's who's become the the rock of that deal for them do you remember the other pieces that were in there I don't remember Dean Kramer was part of that deal and I, I would wow. say that he's now the big ticket for Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. And he's had a pretty good season, by the way. But uh, Yusnel Diaz, his star has dimmed considerably, but he's getting a chance. Did you ever like him as a prospect when he was with the Dodgers and then with Baltimore? And if so, do you have any hope held on for him? 
Um, I mean, I did like him as a prospect. I wasn't as high on him maybe as other people were. Uh, I was pretty high on him. I Injuries have eaten him alive. Yeah, and, but he was always like kind of profiled as this like some of the parts kind of guy. And I feel not that. necessarily like he didn't have a carrying tool. I'm a sucker for dudes like that, and then I just pray that they get 600 point appearances. Yeah, <laughs> it's it not will. good. It's not good. You want better skills, but you're like, give me he 600 could, point appearances. I know that could be a double double. Well, yeah, and like he could be like a current version of Andrew Benatendi if he got 600 point appearances. I'm right? a sucker a guy, for dudes like that. Yeah, yeah, like, and I like guys like that too. But you have to know where the plate appearances is coming from. Yeah. Um. So like he just. You know, and that's the majors. Yeah, you got to get to the majors to even get those PAs. Yeah, so, um, you know, like he's been pretty good in AAA. At the same time, he's twenty five and no Uh, pop, dude. Look at the look at the pop; it's gone. That's three home runs. So that's the tough part for Nuzniel Diaz. I don't think he's that interesting. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I I can't get there right now. I I would favor Vavra by a mile. I would probably even favor Phillips a little bit. To be honest, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna keep tabs he... on Diaz, and if if things turn, I'll be ready to jump. He's a guy I would jump pretty quickly at if I did see a glimmer. But as it stands right now, you know, like maybe he's a board at AAA kind of guy, and he's like coasting a bit. I don't know. I don't think he showed enough to to fall back on a coast. So if he is doing that, that'd be very bad. It's more likely that the injuries for Diaz have gotten him. You look at those games played counts; they're just not that strong. Yeah, uh, it, we got to see him and we see it home run at first pitch this last year. It was yeah fun to watch, but I, I don't think he's going to do much. Not a whole lot there. Yeah. All right, let's move over to Boston, who had an interesting deadline, and it felt like incomplete, right? It seemed like maybe they were going to sell, and I never thought like the fam was a buy. It was one of those where it's like, oh, this is a cheap player we can get to make sure we're still keeping like a, mm-hmm. a full team that is at least playing out the string in a competitive fashion since we are 500 type deal. But the, the end of it is um, you got fam Hosmer and, and we'll talk a little bit about, about the catcher situation since they did trade their starting catcher, but let's start with fam. He obviously leaves wonderful Cincinnati, but uh, Boston isn't a terrible place to play. He might be just be banging a bunch of singles and doubles off of the green monster. Do you like fam going to Boston at all? Yes and no. Uh, it kind of depends on like once Boston gets healthy, like where he hits in that lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see, like you know, I don't know if he's in the lineup tonight and where he's hitting, but um, I, you know, I mean, no. it's not a bad place to hit. It's you know, it's going to yeah. be on a, a much better offense. I mean, the counting counting categories around him, you know, kind of boost up a little bit. Uh, Boston tonight, pardon me. Hey, that's that's a good sign. Yeah. You know, but like, like I said, like what happens once all their guys are back healthy? I don't know if that, you know, clearly well, Bogarts isn't bounce. in, so that would be Bogarts. So then maybe mm-hmm. he goes to five and then yeah. you go down to six. So, like, I think he takes the one from Duran, he's an on base guy, fam is potential. Um, I, I wonder, like, you know, did they talk to him and go, Hey, we'd really like to pick up your mutual option for next year because then it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that this isn't so much a like hey, we're just buying a piece to kind of fill in right now, but that, you know, this is setting us up for, you know, to have him next year, um, you know, and they can either flip him next year or they can uh, just roll with him and see see how it works. I mean, Fam 
you know, outside of like his, uh, you know, fantasy football exploits is a pretty good hitter. I guess inside his fantasy football exploits, he's a pretty good hitter too. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he's Stop. been all right this year. And by the way, I want to say like the 320 OBP isn't like crazy, but it's still better than Jaron Duran. So, and he walks 11% yeah. of the time. So I think he is a mm-hmm. candidate fam is to maybe get the leadoff spot when everyone gets back in healthy, like you were saying mm-hmm. um, with, with them getting healthy. Eric Hosmer. Um, this is obviously a stunner. He said no to Washington, but we will move. We still move clear across the country. We just want to go to Boston. What do you think about this? Um, I know a lot of people are like, what the hell is Boston doing? But you have to remember that the Padres are pretty much eating the entire contract. $44 million. He's only owed like $46 million or something, or $47 million. Like Boston is only on the hook for like pretty much league minimum over the next three years. So you're getting a league average, you know, first baseman that's actually a pretty good defender um, for nothing. So like, yeah. yes, like, is it is he a star that you expect in Boston? Absolutely not. But it allows them to have money to go get other stars. Um, so from that perspective, I actually like the move. Like, I, I'm not a big Hosmer guy. Like, I don't think this helps his value any or anything like that. Well, but it helps his playing time because he was about to lose all of it. Well, they were they were gonna move him somewhere. Like he had to. They had like You'd they think. couldn't let couldn't let him try and blow up that trade and then just walk back into the clubhouse. Like that shit would be hilarious. Hey, uh, I, hey, he deserves that. He has that with the with the uh, you know no trade clause, and he deserves to be able to say no. Absolutely. If I was him, so, I would have uh, said no too. Yeah. I would have been like, you're sending me to Washington, a team that is losing their two best players in Bell and Soto. Uh, yeah, have you ever spent a summer in Washington, D.C.? Because I can tell you, I, I grew up there, and it is absolutely atrocious. It is the worst humidity you will ever feel in your life. I don't care if you've experienced Florida or Hawaii or the tropics. There is nothing worse than D.C. humidity in the summer. Um, and, like, sounds, it's a great like a nightmare. Yeah, it's a great place to visit. It's an awful place to live. Um, I, I lived there for you know the first fifteen years of my life, um, and there's a reason why I don't live there anymore. So um, that's you know, I, I wouldn't well, want to get I, I traded think, there either. I think Hosmer is a very particular fit for fantasy because he is hitting two seventy two. He has a one hundred seven yeah. WRC plus, like eight. Homers, if you yeah. if you're playing in a points league with ground balls, the key yeah. is a monster. True. I was thinking more of like a batting average need where your power is covered elsewhere. Yeah. Like you're really clean on power, but you've got some you've got some average sinkholes to get to that power, and then you could fit him in because otherwise, I just don't see it. The tough part, of course, is that he plays first, so it's first corner for a guy who has a 119 ISO. It's so gross. Boston yeah. paying league minimum, according to Henry. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that's that, what I saw too. Yeah, I, I I respect that. Like that's that that does make it a pretty savvy pickup there to at least take a shot. He's an above average bat, and a lot of players do like him too. So if if the clubhouse is going to embrace him, you know, we're not particularly big fans of him, but who gives a shit what we think? We're a couple of dweebs talking baseball on the internet. Uh, their catcher situation, you know, they, they move Vasquez. We'll talk about that when we get to Houston. Reese McGuire, they they picked up, so that covers the defense at basically a one to one. Um. Ploiecki starting tonight. Anything here for a C2? I mean, Ploiecki is hitting dreadfully this year, but he has like a uh, microscopic 208 BABIP, so I think that's holding him back. because his, his core skills are fine, 18% K, 
10% walk. He's been above average the last couple seasons in a small sample. It's just you're so you're so bad dependent when you have 112 plate appearances. So do you have any love for Pulecki or Reese McGuire in two catcher leagues, or are they just not cutting cutting it enough or even C2? Yeah, Ploiecki, no. If you're playing in like a sports league. Oh, I thought you were that... going to make a joke about Reese McGuire. No, no. If you're playing like in a defense, like a league where that like involves defense, like mm-hmm. McGuire is a good defender. Or yes. if you're playing in a points league where misdemeanor crimes. <laughs> At Dollar Tree parking lots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pick yeah, them up immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. should be rostered then, in a league like that. Yeah, you know, you want to get some exposure to that. God, I hate you. Moving on to Minnesota, big deadline. And you mentioned them moving yeah. up an echelon in your mind uh, based on this deadline. And I, I totally agree, man. They, they, they're playing for keeps, and I respect it. I love it. They don't know how long Correa is going to be there. Push them chips in. You got Buxton healthy right now. You got Correa uh, on the team. You got things working with a lot of different things. You got this breakout reliever in Duran, but you got to get somebody else to close because he hasn't gone back-to-back days but twice this year. So he can't be the closer, but neither can Emilio Pagan or Tyler Duffy. So they go out and boom, they address it. Jorge Lopez, you mentioned it earlier, could not be a better landing spot for Lopez fans who were probably very nervous that he would go like he would go to Atlanta the way uh, you know, Rysel Iglesias did. Instead, Lopez gets to go to a spot where the job's free and clear. Do you think he 100% takes this? I think he does. I mean, Me at worst, he shares it. You know, maybe they give Duran the um, like the, an 80 20, I think. Though. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's 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 mostly going to go to Lopez. Um, they also added Michael Fulmer. So, like, they they That's added right. like um, they added another really, really good bullpen. Our Fulmer's been re- quietly really, really good this mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, just getting overshadowed about how bad the team has been in, in Detroit. Another um, Twins Tigers deadline deal when we were playing each other. Uh, we got yeah. Delman Young from them when we were playing each other, and he just came over to the other. Yeah, they did that today. They showed Fulmer going to the other dugout. Um, you know, but like I think you're going to hear a lot of talk on podcasts or in articles and stuff about the trade deadline and like what matters, what doesn't, blah blah blah. And what is overshadowed is just how great of a pickup this is for Tyler Molly. Um, you know, in his fantasy value. Uh, you know, and for the Twins because. Molly's under team control for another season. And yep. so like they're going to get Maeda back next year. They're going to, you know, hopefully Bailey Ober will be healthy, you know, so they're going to have Sonny Gray, Molly, Joe Ryan, Maeda, Ober. Like that's already a really, really good rotation. They didn't have to spend any extra money really to go do that, which means if Korea does opt out at the end of the year, like they can spend that Korea money to go get, you know, big holes filled in the offense. And, Corey Lopez is under team control uh, yeah. for I think a couple more seasons. So, uh, yeah, for sure, he doesn't have much service time at all. Yeah, I think he I think he's a free agent in twenty twenty five if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so uh, yeah, I think this is uh, I think this is a fantastic trade deadline. Um, no one's going to like you stand up and give them an A. But this is an A for me. Yeah, why, because, why wouldn't anybody give that? Like, it's because a career, it's not a, it's a resounding it's, A. It's not it's not a flashy. It's ah. you know. People Flashy, are going to give, smashy. you know, the big moves, the Montas, the, uh, know, the Sotos is, but in a division in which no one else was buying, we're going to talk about exactly. the Guardians so like, and yeah, the White Sox. Over, yeah, we have Royals three, were sellers. We have the three Tigers. Teams with no notable moves. Yeah, in this division, the, 
And and KC barely, barely. I just got to ask. And the Twins have been one of the cheaper teams of this division. Um, and they went, yeah, you know what? You guys are going to make moves. We're going to make moves. And they made moves that fit inside of their constraint, salary constraints, and made their team markedly better. And I think the best team in that division right now. So good on oh, yeah. the Twins. I think um, they were before this, and they and they reinforced themselves substantially. And you're on your paper, point. they shouldn't be. Like on paper, the White Sox should be the best team in this yeah, division, but they just and can't get it going. And it's shocking that the White Sox didn't make any moves. It's well, their managers fall asleep in the first inning, so you know, like, like unreal. Like, dude. like I, I, I think, I think, I think that place is burning from the inside. Like it's, I think they're going to melt down after this year. There's going to be a house cleaning. They're going to revamp a bunch of things and try to come back next year. But they got to cut TLR out. And if they don't, then they're destined. To and Rick Hahn. Like I mean. What is Rick Hahn doing right now? Like, I, I don't understand this. I don't know. How much control does he have? You know, Reinsdorf. But clearly not in enough. TLR. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm crushing him on it. It, de- it depends. It, it, I, just, I, don't I don't know, know how you make no moves. I None. think it's such a poison environment. I agree. I don't know. I don't, it was shocking. It was shocking. Uh, and yeah, so we have nothing else in the central really except for KC's second base. They called up a guy named Michael Garcia. I got to be honest. I don't know anything about him. Um, he's penciled in as a bench guy there with Nicky Lopez going to second, Bobby Witt at short, and Hunter Dozier at third. So, oh, does this inadvertently open up a spot full-time for Prado and Pasquantino to play? I think that's the big move. There is we like, go. Is, yeah, that's is, the Is Prado gets to play full-time. Uh, Garcia is really interesting if he does get run because he steals bases okay. at an unreal clip. 27 not- stolen. 27 stolen bases this year in triple A or sorry, in double A um, in oh, six, okay. the 369 plate appearances. So like if he, oh, he and, pretty well in triple or double A too. Yeah. Yeah. And so far it's only 19 plate appearances, but he's in 316, um, you know, no stolen bases, but uh, you know, if Killer he gets Batman. run, yeah. yeah. If he gets run, you know, he's definitely not going to hit 316, but like if he could hit 250, maybe he steals 15 bags the rest of the way. Like he could be the Mondesi replacement. Yeah. Um, rest of the way. So, like, he's a guy I think just to monitor his playing time moving forward. Yes. That's Michael, Michael Garcia. He's up right now in a bench capacity. He's going to continue to have that, but maybe spots in a little bit more. So, it does, like I said, indirectly open up the fact that now Prado and Pasquantino can play every single day without incident. Um, mm-hmm. in, in fact, Prado, they pretty much have been already, but now yeah. it's like locked and loaded. They don't have to worry about well, Pasquino, Dozier, Prado trio. And once Edward Oliveras is back, he should have pretty close to full run too. So, yes. Oh, by the way, how do they not trade Michael A. Taylor? I don't know. I Nobody guess they just didn't for, get. I thought no, lots of teams. I know lots of teams that's needed. What I'm saying. I don't know how. I thought Houston would. I thought um, Houston wouldn't get him. Yeah, I I don't know how it didn't happen. But so that that Oliver is coming back though would then cramp Prado, right? He goes right back to being cramped. Oh, you could go play. You could go DH. No, Perez is back. You're playing Melendez and Perez. Oh, that's DH true. DH is yeah. no longer available in this in this team right now. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. So Prado's Prado's win might be short lived, mm-hmm. or Pasquantino. It might be who's playing better. And right now, uh, Pasquantino's got an 87. WRC plus in 125 plate appearances and Prado's got a 105, but only in 52 plate appearances. And he's striking out 33% of the time too. So neither has really asserted themselves, neither Pasquantino nor Prado as like a must have. 
very small samples though. So monitor and they, both. They they also hate Edward Oliveris. Like they're not allowed to continuously send him down. So like easily could still be Prado and they just they injured him. His quad was fine. Yeah. They hit him. They no, hit yeah. Hit him. They need yeah. to care getting their own guy. Ned Yost came Hardy. out of retirement. He yosted him. They call him yosting. Yeah. They've done it before. They yeah. yost Mondesi every once in a while when he gets I, going too fast. I've seen it. Uh, it's actually when they look at porn. Uh, but it's, it's bad. Let's go this to Houston. Is, this is all thrills. Let's yeah. go to Houston. And we're, we're not even through the American League yet, dude. I know. Uh, let's go to Houston. Trey Mancini, Christian Vasquez. You know, when they lay out a plan, they get it done. What they have to do? First base, ideally somebody who can also play outfield. Uh, lefty reliever, Will Smith. Uh, catcher upgrade, Christian Vasquez. They got it done. So Trey Mancini, this is a massive upgrade because what we were talking about earlier with the Camden wall, right? Going from that to the Crawford boxes. Could Absolutely. he not be a second half like uh, league winner type? Yep. I'm talking like hitting 20 homers from here forward. And and in 10 and 12 team leagues, he's on the wire. Exactly. Leagues. So like run to the wire if you're in one of these leagues where he got dropped. Um, because You might yeah, end he, up cutting him. Like he might just be ho-hum. Sure. But the upside is that he can hit 20 homers the rest of the season. Absolutely. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he could be incredible. This is a colossal move. It normally wouldn't be. But, again, it goes back to that wall um, and how uh, how much that changes things with him. He's uh, he's up to 78% of ESPN, but that's still 20%. So just make sure yeah. you check. He should not be available anywhere, Trey Mancini. Um, and then what about Vasquez moving from Boston to Houston, pretty neutral, right? He's still just a C2. It's, I mean, it's either a neutral or it's a minor downgrade. And I only say that because, well, Martin Maldonado sucks at he hitting. Plays. He plays a lot and mm-hmm. the pitching staff trusts him. Exactly. And if you're, if you're a guy like Justin Verlander, who's having a resurgence to his career after missing so much time, do you want to switch catchers? I don't. Probably not. And they've got no. a number of guys on this team that are pitching really well that may not want to switch catchers to a guy that, you know, Vasquez is a pro. He's, you know, but his clubhouse favorite. Great, yeah. Like, That's I don't know if strength. I would. So, like, does he, he he's not going to play as much as he did in Boston. That's for sure. That's so, a great call out. I agree with I, you 100%. I think it's a minor downgrade, um, at least. I think that, yep. I think that's completely fair. And it could be. I mean, it's still probably not enough to take him out of one can, one catcher eligibility, though. He's hitting 282 with eight homers, uh, 111 WRC+. plus. So I think Christian Vasquez is still one catcher viable in, in 12s and probably 10s. But uh, maybe in 10s, it's a little bit more on the cusp if he is playing only f- four times a week instead of, uh, you know, six, which is, mm-hmm. or, you know, six out of seven, which is probably more what it was like in Boston. Uh, Seattle, that's obviously a little bit of an older deal, but of course, Luis Castillo, I don't think you and I, have to, oh yeah, because I was I'm sick, so that's why we're yep. catching up on everything. Um, this couldn't be a better park move. Remember how negative we were yeah. about Winker? Flip everything we said in the off season about Winker to the positive here, maybe, because mm-hmm. what's the one thing uh, that gets Castillo in trouble? Well, outside of the walks. Homer. The, yeah, four more home runs. Um, but even more important than that, the defense like yes. the defensive upgrade is huge, sucks. and you get to move to a division. I was which thinking yes, it sucks, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, I mean the division you're moving to has Oakland, the Angels, and Texas. Like these That's are big. three awful teams. That's big. Um, which are arguably in you know collectively worse than the three worst teams in the uh, NL Central. So um, especially because he didn't get to pitch against his own team 
uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah. You, still have to, so, you still have to dodge Houston, of course, but Luis Castillo can handle any team. But we're just talking about the fact that he might get an easier schedule. From here yeah, f- fantastic park factors, fantastic division, better defense up the middle, especially. Like, you got to love this for Luis Castillo. Yeah, like, this. I don't know. Outside of being traded in division to St. Louis, which was never going to happen, yeah. I don't know if there's a better move. Completely agree. I have nothing else to add to that. That's perfect on Luis Castillo. Texas, nothing notable there. They made some ancillary moves, nothing with fantasy uh, Mm -hmm. ramifications. Let me ask you this, though, because we haven't talked since this. Um, Brett Martin, that experiment has has gone to hell and blown up. Who who do you like as closer there? We've currently got Matt Moore, who, by the way, when when it was listed that he wasn't traded, you know how they list the guys, he's going to stay here. When they included him, I was like, why are they including Matt Moore as like, oh, he's been remember. really good. He's been amazing. His walks are still high at 12%, but his strikeouts are back up. He's up two points on the velo, 166 ERA, 117 whip. So he's been nice. Um, Jonathan Hernandez is back, by the way, a guy I really liked. I thought he was going to take the closer role. What was it? Two years ago before he got mm-hmm. hurt. Yep. And, um, and and then he got, uh, yeah, 2020. And then he got hurt for 2021, lost all of it back now. He could maybe get the job. And then there's Brock Burke, who's had an amazing season himself. Another lefty there, uh, 28% strikeout rate, 6% walk rate, 117 ERA as well. He and Matt Moore, I think, have matching ERAs. But he has a .97 whip. So Brock Burke's been great. So who do you like as the Texas closer right now? I mean, if I had to take take one, I think I lean more. But I think this is probably a committee of some sort. Uh, moving forward, because Hernandez, two lefties and a righty, since so they can play matchups. Yeah, I think Hernandez is the guy that in like keeper leagues or dynasty leagues that I'm taking a shot on, just because I think the upside is so high, and he has looked really good since coming back. So yeah, but it's it's very few innings. He's coming back from injury. I don't know that they want to just hand him the keys to the kingdom. Um, that's, a, that's a good point too, by the way, because that is a lot, right? And he is yeah. coming back. And you want to kind of get comfortable and, and mm-hmm. you don't know, everything doesn't have to be the highest leverage of like saving the few games that they actually win. So as much as I do like him, I was going to say, no, I'm still going to fully back Hernandez. I think we made a great point about with him coming back from TJ downshift a little bit and not necessarily yeah. put him in the high leverage every other night type deal. Yeah. So I think, he'll, I think he's going to mix in, but I think, it, I think, yeah. I think all those guys, uh, and do you remember Matt Bush got traded to Milwaukee. So that's like, right. Yeah, Matt Bush. He's, he's he, uh, he gone does clear a little bit more time there. So um, 15 team, would you pick up more in Hernandez? Um, if you're specking hard? Yeah, I or? think if I'm specking, yeah. If, if, if you guys mean Burke like, or no? Probably Burke not. got to be a bit deeper, yeah. Like he's been good. And if yeah. a middle reliever is okay, like if that's viable on in your league, he's a good one to have. But for the saves, I think he's going to be left out. I think it's going to be more for the lefty stuff and Hernandez for the righty mm. stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we did find something for Texas there. Speaking of who closes, man, this is devastating uh, with Rysel Iglesias getting moved out of L.A. because he's going <laughs> to get like two saves. This is Craig Kimbrell last year, 100%. This is exactly mm-hmm. what this is when he went to the White Sox. Um, Iglesias is out as a closer. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to uh, him. Is he? 100%. Like, I mean, I, I think at least initially, 100%. but Kenley hasn't been – like well, unless blows it, but I mean it. It has to. It has to be a Kenley fall off. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I'm yeah, saying I do like think... it's 100 Kenley right now. But if he gives it to Iglesias, they have a great guy to turn. We'll, to. we'll talk. We're not going to talk later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Second, so, so, but 
I know it's a shit show, but you know we have to turn over every rock for saves. Who's going to be closing here in L.A. for the for the scant games that they're going to win the rest of the way? MVP vote get a Ryan Tapera, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go. I think, I think that's got it. I mean, I guess Jesse Chavez could factor in, but I think Tapera is the guy who gets the first. Uh, I'm not rolling my first eyes opportunities. At I, I'm rolling my eyes at like Jesse Chavez same, probably will mix in, but yeah, you're right to bring it up. I was I wasn't like shading you. I wanted to be clear, but uh, like yeah, there. There's nobody on this team. It's bad, dude. That should be closing. Like I got a name is, for you. Yeah, Troy Percival, picking him up in twelve teamers. <laughs> Might I, as well. sure. I was gonna go Percival or K Rod. I went with Percival because it's a I, it's a further throwback. Yeah, that's uh, and I mean he kind of exclusively. I don't remember him being on any other teams other than he Angels. he bounced around a little bit at the end, but did he? he made yeah. his bread in in L.A. Uh, but yeah, it's Tapera Chavez. Like Loop might steal one if it's a lefty. It's mm-hmm. a bad situation. But okay, let's say you're desperate. You lost Iglesias. I think it's Tapera. Go for yeah. Tapera. Okay, yeah, me it's Tapera. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, this also brings them down to a five-man rotation now. Do you think they add somebody to keep Otani on? on yeah, six? they they traded for Tucker Davidson. I, I would expect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Tucker Davidson. Okay, so let's talk Tucker Davidson. Yeah, um, do you have it, any love for him? Um, not really. I mean, he's an interesting guy. He needs a third pitch. Until he gets that third pitch, I just think that this is going to be too volatile of an experiment. Um, you know, maybe he can survive first time through the league, rest of the way type thing so maybe 15 team mix you're streaming him against you know the aforementioned other Bad bottom feeder teams. teams yeah so like if he's got you know an oakland texas two-step coming up yeah sure why why okay. not but he's six-man rotation you're not going to get many two steps oh yeah so, you're, not, you're gonna have to get lucky seven games yeah he starts monday um that's tucker davidson going over there from atlanta what about jansen junk we haven't talked about him again because we took last week off due to me being sick uh, he was a popular pickup this weekend. Got him for a uh, dollar in the main event. Nicely done. Uh, you know, he's got six innings so far. And that's all we're going off of, but it was a bunch of strikeouts. He did all right in AAA, not with that same sort of swing and miss. So I think those strikeouts were a mirage. But what do you think of Jansen Junk? You picked him up, so you obviously have some love for him. Can he be a 15-team viable guy rest of season? I love the fact that he's facing the A's this week. That was the, um, the main driver. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And, and for a black, why not? Yeah. You don't have to was, get any deeper than that. It was in Oakland. You know, maybe he gets a bunch of strikeouts and um, he can get them twice in a row, by the way. Yeah. He gets them at mm-hmm. home tomorrow. And then, um, oh, wait, no, it'll be Thursday. And then next week in Oakland. So you can have my, double junk versus Oakland. Yeah. My strategy for the month of August in some of my leagues is I'm only spending a dollar on every pickup until I get to September and hopefully have enough Just money. Just so you have so, so I, so I, money. Yeah, so I can have 50 to 75 bucks left uh, by September, and Junk was the guy that ended up uh, um, you know, on my roster. So, uh, yeah. It is fitting I, to get him for a dollar, right? With that yeah, last name. Yeah, it's just a, I know just there's a so junk, many puns so. and all that, but like it, it, it's great that you literally mm-hmm. got Jansen Junk for a dollar. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about your boy when we get to Philly, of mm-hmm. course. So, Keep keep your keep your pants on. We'll get to now. He gets to fulfill the full Jason Worth dream. By the way, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll talk about Brandon Marsh later. But Mickey Moniak could be the direct replacement. He gets traded in a separate deal, the Thor deal. Um, any love for Moniak, former one one? Obviously, not carrying the hype of a standard one one. This is more in the like Tim Beckham realm. But uh, any potential juice there if if they just turn him loose in center? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no. like, 
even if Fair. he like if he reaches his like 80th percentile upside, he's Andrew Benatendi. Uh, yeah. Like that's which is not terrible. That might not, even be closer not, to his 90th percentile. Yeah, and and not like career high Andrew Benatendi. We're talking like no, now, like Andrew the one Benatendi. that was like yeah. the one not that was just in Kansas City. Um, yeah. So oh, wait, 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 not that one. The one last year, maybe. No, no, this year he was he bounced back this year. No slander. He has like four home runs or five home runs. Like that part's fair. Yeah. Like, Continue on. So like in like three stolen bases, like it just. It's such a blah profile. Yeah, man. Okay. Sorry. So, like, like potentially. I mean, he's going it. off his LBP. He's up back up to 387. But to your point, 386 slump it's, with the oh, oh, three. Yeah, it's, it's empty That's batting gross. average. That's all it is. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like I, I so you think that's the best Moniac could become? Yeah, um, and I he just strikes out way too America, much. Ale only, yeah. Of course, you're gonna you know you'll throw some bucks on him as a Do you backup. Prefer him or Magnaris Sierra, who is also there and already on the roster. He's been a speed. He's a speedster type, but he, I mean, he, he is the perfect fourth outfielder. But do you think Sierra has any appeal if he gets the job? Sierra at least has speed, right? Yeah. Um. But I, I don't is, think he. I don't think he gets the job. That's he's the such a can't steal first guy. Like he yeah, just can't get on base. No. Um, I honestly, I just think there's so many better options. I'd rather have David Peralta. I just, you know, I mean, or Vavra. Like that's like yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Vavra for sure. For like, sure, yeah. yeah I just I think that's fair. Do you know anything about this guy named Dylan Thomas who's also on the roster right now? Uh, Dylan Thomas was a poet in the 1950s. I hate you. Okay, no. so much. No, other than that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this one isn't fantasy relevant yet, but uh, we saw this guy in the mine at the fall league rather, and he now becomes their number one prospect. That speaks more to their system, but he is the fiftieth guy in in baseball right now, and that's Logan O'Hop, catching prospect that they got in that Brandon Marsh deal. Uh, what's your excitement level for him? And like I said, we're talking like next year and beyond, really, because he's at Double A right now, but having a wonderful season. Logan O'Hop, how do you feel? Yeah, so like this is like, isn't the Double A Park the one that the Phillies where everybody oh, hits? Yeah, like it, every like oh, you that's hit Darren Ruff, but hey, yeah, remember you we hit a million home Darren runs. Ruff? Yeah, exactly. Or 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 Scott Kingery. Um, okay, so, okay. Well, I was saying Ruff almost as a positive because remember he hit all those homers and we were like, oh, well, that guy, not, not that we, not that he like lived up to that hype, but he did come up and he was like a pretty good power hitter in the, in the majors, yeah, like this, right? But like, um, no, it's I a, think the Kingery it's a, one. Yeah, it's a launching pad. Like I'm not over yeah. it. Like he, he profiles as like maybe an above average major league catcher um, with like, Decent raw power, but probably not great game power necessarily. Um, but he's a good enough behind the plate catcher to stick. Like, I don't think he's I'm honestly really surprised this deal was made. Like, I just I don't like on a team like until we get to Philly. But like on a team like so bad. I do. I want to talk about him so bad. On a team like the Angels that are so depleted offensively. Why are you trading Brandon Marsh away? Like I just don't Bro, get it. He's a fantastic defender. Any sense they don't make I, any sense, and I like Ohop. I really do. But like, what? Yeah, what, I just dude? no. Like I just no. I, I don't understand this. Like I, I'm sorry. Like yes, he he is swing and miss is a problem, but he is at worst 
a league average MLB player because he's an elite defender with power and speed. Like, yeah, I mean, I, again, we'll get to it. We'll get to it with Philly, but uh, OHOP right now is, is dynasty type stuff. And I don't love rookie catchers anyway, but just know the name. Cause I think he'll be up next year and uh, has a chance to be, you know, a C2 viable type guy. Let's get to Oakland because they made the big Frankie Montas move. They are no strangers to dealing with Cashman and they end up getting a load of pitchers here two of whom could be pitching in the majors this year. I don't think Medina will make it, so we'll put Luis Medina to the side. You can give some dynasty thoughts on him if you have them. But let's focus on J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk. Sears has already been in the majors. He's been brilliant for the 22 innings that he pitched with the uh, uh, with the Yankees already this year. His swing and miss wasn't there, but make no mistake, he has a swing and miss slider that has gotten him whiffs all throughout the minors. Uh, this feels more like an anomaly for 22 innings, and he's just grinding out outs as opposed to uh, his inability to miss bats. So I still have some confidence in Sears there. He could slot right into the rotation. In fact, I don't know why he wouldn't. They don't need a fifth starter for a little while, so that might be one reason. And then Ken Waldachuk, who is having a breakout year across double and triple A. Uh, he's been at triple A for 47 and two thirds. Uh, he's continued to do very well. He could even be up later this year as well uh, at, at some point too. Let's start with Sears. Do you think he'll be up uh, in the near term, and do you like him as a potential starter pickup? Yeah, I think he will be up in the near term, and I, I do like him as a starting pitcher uh, uh, yeah. prospect. Like, is he going to be necessarily a star? Probably not, but like he's going to be pitching in that division that in park, that park. Maybe. Yeah, um, and. You know, what did he do in the minor leagues? He didn't walk guys. He didn't give up home runs, and he struck people out. Like, what else do you want? Those are um, all the best things. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, I'll take the gamble on a guy like that who's going to be pitching in one of the best pitching parts in all of baseball and get to go up against, you know, two other bottom feeder uh, offenses uh, in that he, division. Yeah, J.P. Sears is uh, one of my big um, underrated game changers for this deadline. I really could see him. We know what Oakland does with guys like this who are just like solid across the board talents, you know, just a bunch of fifties and 55s all over their scouting report in that ballpark. A lot of magic happens, right? We love the Oakland hit pitcher class as a, as a fantasy, uh, you know, uh, uh, position to attack for tons of goodness from guys who are a lot less talented than jp sears i really think he could be a game changer in these final two months definitely going to spec on him um and see what happens because uh, there, there is upside there what about ken waldachuk he is uh, a higher ceiling type guy you know he was there he becomes their number one prospect now he's 35th overall in the minors on our, our, our current top 100 i mentioned double triple a dominance this year is he somebody you think Oakland brings up at some point this year uh, to have his major league debut, Ken Waldachuk? Yeah, I think he could get up maybe in September, um, you know, give him a kind of a chance to uh, see the majors and compete for a rotation spot coming in next year. So I don't know that he's fantasy viable necessarily this year. Um, he's going to be the opposite of the next guy we're going to talk about um, because the next guy we're going to talk about is all flash and no floor. Um, oh, it, Medina. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but bring Medina in here because he's he's the youngest of this guy uh, mm -hmm. of this group, and very little chance that he comes up this year because his command is still a mess. Yeah, so uh, Waldachuk, uh, he does a really really good job, um, or has done a good job for the most part, except for one stop. Uh, you know, his first shot at Double A in twenty uh, twenty one, uh, keeping the ball in the yard. 
So, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have overpowering stuff. Like, I don't think he's ever going to turn into um, a top of the rotation type of guy. I think he's like a three, four type starter, um, which is fine, you know? And I think, but I also think his floor is like a f- fifth starter. So, like, I think he's going to be a starter long term in the majors. You know, it's a great I ballpark so again Sears to pitch too. in. Yeah. I really see similarities mm-hmm. for both. Like, Sears a, a, a bit lower on everything you said there. Yeah. But, but pretty similar. Right. Whereas Medina, um, he has the potential to be an ace if he ever figures out the control. Um, the problem is all he, because you watch him pitch and this is the guy that like, he's been a prospect, like legitimately a prospect since he was like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Like um, seven and been, years in the baseball consciousness, right? Yeah. And, and been on some of my dynasty teams for that long. Um, there are times in which you watch him pitch and you go, this is the best pitcher in the organization that he's in. And the Yankees was a great organization. And then there were times where you're like, oh, he he might have something wrong with his eyesight because he wasn't (laughs) even close to the plate there. Um, And that he just has a really hard time harnessing his stuff. Uh, And so I think, you know, his upside, like I said, if he figures out the command and control, he's an ace. If he does not... um, he is probably bullpen a badass you know, reliever yeah you know potentially i think he's denelson lamette honestly like i think he is like that kind of volatility yeah. where he could come in and light the world on fire and then the next year be you know in triple a type that, thing. that's so, a great that's a great way to frame it a yeah. great way to frame it luis medina on that uh, denelson lamette kind of volatility with the great breaking ball fastball Command for for crap, change up in non-existent at times. Uh, upside looks brilliant and could be relieving uh, as well. You know, could, so there's a wide range there. But I thought they did well. I thought you know it was supposed to be lighter than Castillo, particularly with the injury. Right. That mm-hmm. that that to me was like okay, that has to discount the price. I totally get that. I thought they did well here. Like I said, these two teams have linked up before. They've got a good working relationship. I know Billy Bean is not the GM. I believe it's David Force. But Bean is still there. He and Cash, they're homies. So they know how to get deals done. They, those front offices know how to work with each other. Sears, Waldachuk. They didn't get caught holding the bag on Montas. The worst thing that could happen was Montas ended up like blowing out his elbow and the A's got nothing for him. So like – you know, should they have traded him prior to the start of the season? Absolutely, but it depends what was available. It depends what yeah. was available, man. We don't really know. In what, spite what, of in know. spite of not doing that, they still made out okay. Yeah, exactly. I really think that they still took a nice deal here, and they have some potential arms for their next run, which will be in a couple years. Because mm-hmm. they're you know they always do these like three four year downturns. This is year one. Uh, all right, let's go out to the National League. Mets. Darren Ruff moving the needle for you on anything there? No. Yeah, he's going to continue to be sporadic playing time. I I don't yeah. understand why the Mets did what they. I have do. no idea why that deal happened. Um, and, and like, yeah, why they the didn't re- do stuff as well. The return for Darren, like, don't, as a Giants fan, like, it's like bittersweet because I love Darren Ruff. Like Darren but, Ruff is plus every time he hits a like a game winning home run, I get to quote the celebrity Jeopardy um, of uh, of yes. Uh, um, Sean Connery going rough just the way your mother likes it. Likes it. Um, but uh, the return is great because they got a younger version of Darren Ruff in JD Davis, yeah, plus three prospects, and including, a, 
Yeah, including a former first rounder. Like I just so like, what 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 is that deal then? I don't understand it. Why, why I, they just why want to get rid of JD Davis? No idea. And all those guys for a 36-year-old? I don't get it at all. Like I just I don't, don't either. It's very bizarre. Um what what one move should they have done? Like what would what what's one move they would have done that would have totally changed your outlook on the Mets uh deadline? Contreras? Um yeah, I think Contreras is probably uh, probably the move. Yeah, um, I would have liked to see them go get maybe another bullpen arm. Um, I like, thought a Mitch, I thought a Mitch White type, a guy who's very or comfortable David being a Robertson, swing man. like you know, like well, I, I thought more swing man than a true reliever, but I think that kind of because they've got their five right now: Max Degrom, Bassett, Carrasco, Walker. But that is a shake. And five. they said, then they sent out David Peterson. They sent out um, David Peterson, and the, I know McGill's coming back. So they actually do have some reinforcements, but that's why I thought Swingman was perfect, somebody who mm-hmm. could be in either role there as opposed to just a reliever or just a true starter who's not going to want to be in the bullpen type. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But they're fine. I mean, even though they didn't make moves, I don't think that they're catastrophically hurt here, even though I like what these next – Here's the thing. It, somebody else made the comment you know, about the Juan Soto trade is you don't want to end up not winning the NL East because you're probably going to have to face San Diego in the first round. Yeah, exactly. That's a great So like point. you like the Braves made moves. The Phillies made a few moves, but I don't just don't think enough to move the needle for them. Yeah, oh, they made they had a great deadline, but they're yeah. too far back right now to yeah. really do um, a lot with it. I the think. Mets had Mets have unlimited payroll and they didn't make the moves That's necessarily fair. necessary You're selling to overtake me the Braves. Yeah. Judging them a bit more harshly. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's especially as all in. Even though I picked them to win the World Series uh, during Potapalooza, I think they're going to win the World Series, but um, they should have made contenders. more moves. Yeah. But you're right because, you know, what, what are they holding back for? And they had a pretty obvious need and fit. Like the Contreras mm-hmm. deal, is, it's there. And you talk about yeah. linking up, they just did deal Plus with it's, them last and it's, year and it's the a short situation. And it's a short term deal. Like they don't have to worry about like, Holding on to him for a really long time, and know they're you know financially committed to James McCann, but like he just makes so much sense for that the, roster. What what could the ask have really been there? I don't think it would have cost Alvarez, I, Beatty, or Ronnie Mo. Right? I, yeah, I don't think it. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't think maybe so. maybe the ask was that. Maybe that's yeah. the cub. Maybe the Cubs are like we've we've burned our fan base so so much over the last you know year. Um, in trading the other guys that they traded the deadline last year, that they were like, hey, in order for us to make a move to trade Hap or work Contreras, we need one of these top guys. Otherwise, we'll just hold them. And every team went, yeah, we're not doing that for a rental. Well, because there were there were avenues to get what you needed elsewhere, especially with mm-hmm. Hap, and they can take another bite with Hap in the off season or mm-hmm. next deadline. So they got opportunities there. But with Contreras, it, 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 he's a rental, so he'd be a free agent. Would you have done it for Alvarez, Beatty, or Mauricio? Um, yes, because flags fly forever. Which one? Um, what, probably not. Yes, like, would you have stopped short of Alvarez? <laughs> yeah, I think I stopped short of Alvarez. I, I would have done a Beatty deal. I like Beatty a lot too. I, I love but, Beatty. If I could, it, 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 I don't know if any talks were. This is all spec that we're doing right now. But if Beatty for Contreras would would have been possible, I would have wanted to do that big time. Or, or, or Mauricio. The guy, I mean, no, I, I love think Ronnie Mo, too. I think Ronnie Mo would have worked as well, but maybe, maybe they weren't even there. Maybe it was 
something completely different. I don't know. But it was surprising that they didn't really do uh, something big, not just to like get the attention and do the splash, which you know Cohen loves, but mm-hmm. because they do have some needs that could have been filled. So well, and Mauricio's, you know, like he's not going to be short. He's not going to be the shortstop, right? He's, yeah, he's exactly. going to have to switch positions anyways. So why not just trade him? him for, yeah. I think, I think honestly, they probably should have tried to get both half mm-hmm. and contract like that would have been a really good fit for them it would have cramped the fantasy values of somebody like a canha because he wouldn't be playing as much he'd be bouncing around a bit vogelbach would would be tanked as well but who cares they're trying yeah. to win they're not worried about people's Absolutely. fantasy values at all mm-hmm. all right let's go to atlanta who like you said did make moves they made three solid moves including getting ricel iglesias uh, and taking him out of the closer role, one of the best closers in the league was drafted as one of the very best, like top the three. Third, yeah, third off the yeah. board, yeah. And uh, has 16 saves. Oh, this gives me a chance to beat you now. It does. And you know what's <laughs> the crazy part about this? So my main event team that's been doing, you know, I've got the one that with you, in the league with you that's been doing fine, right? Mm-hmm. And hurting recently, but otherwise, like, I still think I can win that league. Um, both grinding. My other league, my other main event league, uh, has just been an absolute disaster. I took G Lito in the first round, got Ozzy Albies, I think, in the second round. Uh, oh, or no, sorry, no, Ozzy Albies in the first round, G Lito in the second round, something like that. One of the two, yeah. um, third round was Rossiel Iglesias, fourth round was Trevor Rogers. Complete disaster that team is. I'm Holy still gonna try to grind it out, man. but it's just been absolutely a nightmare of a team. Um, and this is just the icing on the cake. Because it wasn't a bad pick. Like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been great, but like he's been fine, you know, giving me what you need, which is safe. Oh, yeah. Um, he hasn't been and, like the top, but it's not like you're mad about Iglesias. Like th- this is well within range of outcomes. And now the Angels, saying. like, seemingly traded probably what we thought was the safest closer in the game, um, in some regards, because, you know, Hater's always been on the block. And, you know, would you be yeah. surprised if Hendricks turned back into a pumpkin? I guess not, you know, especially with Kimbrell was still there until late in this uh, draft season. Th- this is unreal. Screw you, Angels. Like, I mean, it just, this, this this is big. For, and they traded it for, for traded him for nothing. Like, they just, they it was just a salary. They got Tucker Davidson and Jesse oh, yeah. Chavez. Davidson and um, Chavez, yeah, yeah. Like, unreal. Like, it was just a salary dump. Now, I will say this. I have three more years, by the way. Yeah. If so this was next year, yeah. Well, how long? How long's Kenley signed for? I thought he was one year. Maybe he has Maltese. Go ahead. Think, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt I think your Ken, point. I'll, I think I'll, Kenley. I'll, I'll check Jansen. Um, if this allows no, them, no, he was one year. He was one. Oh, he's one year. Okay, so yeah. Iglesias becomes the closer next year, right? Definitely. So, like, if you're in a dynasty league, maybe you like take a shot and go, "Hey, you need saves. I'll give you my, you know, whoever." Oh yeah, if you're um, rebuilding, for, for your, I like for your I like your Iglesias, um, and try to pick that, try to pick him up on the cheap. Now that he's pro- probably not the closer, um, yeah. though who knows? Like you know, the Atlanta's I gonna mean, do whatever they think is best. But um, so how long would you hold him right now? It, like, how long are you? Gonna you hold I don't think. Main? I think I'm, I, I think you've got to hold him for at least a couple weeks. Um, you know, I'm not gonna just draw because. Why, like, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, Kenley has been a closer his entire career. Glacius is not. So, He's 35 maybe, with a heart issue that, that takes yeah. him out for regular bouts. Like, and how bad has he been down the stretch the last few years? Like, he's, yeah, no, I, he's I tired out. Like, I stays I, great for him. I, this feels like an insurance policy. Um, it absolutely just, is. just as much as it is 
bolstering that bullpen. So yeah, because um, they know how they won last year. That bullpen became the night mm-hmm. shift. You know, everything was was god tier for them, and they have no problem trying to win that way again. Not like their starting pitching is bad either. It's it's a combination, but they don't want it weakened if yeah. something happens to Jansen. And October has been a little bit of a problem spot at some times, and of course the heart. He lingers and it, sometimes it's just maintenance, right? He just needs two weeks off because the mm-hmm. murmur's back and it's it's planned. But then that would be five saves for a Glacius type deal. Yeah. So I um, agree with but, not cutting him, but it does hit him hard. From the Angels' perspective, if this allows them to sign Shoyotani to a long-term deal, if they're clearing money in order to sign Otani to a long-term deal before he hits free agency, then I get it. If it's yeah. not, screw you guys. I hate you. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. Three years at 16 per uh, for the next three for um, for Rysel Iglesias. They also got Robbie Grossman from my Tigers, and he's obviously going to be you know, platooning in the outfield a bit. He was not living up to the hype mm-hmm. from his season last year. Remember when he stole 20 bases uh, and hit 23 homers? He has two homers, three steals, and a 205 average. Is Robbie Grossman a cut in all formats, but NL only? I mean, he should have been cut already. What's his roster rate in, in main event, you think? I bet you it's like 35%. Let me check. Um, uh, and while while I am while I am checking that, let's talk about Jake Odorizzi. I thought this was a really savvy move by between two competitors, by the way. Yeah. With uh, you know, Odorizzi, both teams. That was a great fit. They they needed another starter. Striders mm-hmm. innings are going to start to come up for sure. And then Houston has no lefty relievers, so they needed somebody, and that was a perfect fit. So, um, what do you think about this here for Odorizzi uh, as it relates to Strider? Do you think he's going to start the downshift here soon? and Odorizzi could be a viable fantasy starter, or does Odorizzi become waiver wire fodder again now as it's a six-man? Um, You know, I mean... Or they have six. They're not going... Sorry, they're not going to a six-man. They have six now with Odorizzi. I, I mean, I think he's going to be kind of a team streamer. It's a really... It, it, it's it's a really bad division move. Um, Like, the park is... It's a little bit of a downgrade, Um, but, like, it's not like a huge downgrade necessarily, but the moving from away from Houston where the only really, really good offense in that division was the team he was pitching for. So he doesn't have to face them to a division with the Mets, with the Phillies. I think mm-hmm. that hurts Odorizzi a little bit. Sure. Um, but I think other than that, like there are still bottom feeder teams. Like you're not afraid of the Marlins. Yeah. Um, so, you know, solid so. team streamer. I agree. So I wouldn't cut him yet. Let, let's see what mm-hmm. happens. They might, they might pull the plug on on Strider as a starter for like a month right now. They might like mm-hmm. purposely say he's gonna go back in the bullpen, pitch two to three, and yep. a pop, and then dial back up in September so that he can do multi innings in uh, October. I don't Absolutely. know, but if you if you've been holding Odorizzi because he's been doing all right this year, I think you still hold. I don't think you cut here just because it's now a six man situation. Um, I found out that Robbie Grossman is on. 85% of main events. You see, that is just a huge mistake. How, how, I how dropped, did that hit your ear? I dropped Robbie Grossman back in May in our main event. Yeah, I mean, and you made a thousand percent the right move. He's yeah. been dreadful. He's been off. He's been dreadful. Yeah. So um, you think that he, should be closer it, to 35%, you said? Yeah, I bet he will. I would. I bet it will be after this week because it, yeah. at best he's a platoon bat. Um, and like, he's probably just a, a bench bat at this point. He, it's like it's going to just be a battle between him and Eddie Rosario 
uh, trying to figure out if either of them can see the ball. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's go to Philly. It's, it's your moment in the sun. Let's here. go, baby. B Marsh. This was a great pickup. Um, you know, his bat has had the swing and miss issue for sure, but he's an amazing defender and that's yeah. what they need is something, somebody that can actually play some damn defense, very important position of center field. What do you think about your boy B Marsh going from LA to Philly and Philly? Nice park to hit in too. Maybe that jumpstart him a little bit uh, as well for, for Marsh. This is the American or the, sorry, the national league version of the twins. This is not a, uh, deadline teams are or people are going to put an A on, but this isn't a deadline. They got exactly what they needed. They got a center yes. fielder um, who isn't a zero at the plate. Uh, they got a uh, they got a starting pitcher um, who has looked you know a little bit better uh, as of late, um, and a guy who knows that division really well. Uh, and then they got a closer like they they you know, yeah. and they didn't give up a ton like you know for Dombrowski like. For him not to like give up everything they have in the farm, not that they've got a ton necessarily. Yeah, um, he did still have to give a, a top fifty uh, overall prospect. He was still like, I got, I got to give somebody who's badass. Yeah, but like you know, I liked it though. I did totally I fine. It. Like I think this was a really, really good deadline for them. I agree. Um, Marsh is under team control uh, until uh, twenty twenty. I think through twenty twenty six. Yeah, maybe even twenty twenty seven. Um, it. like so, like you know, this is like a potential stud that you got for nothing. Like, I mean, yes. Hop, Stop saying it that. is, it is a nothing. It is. No, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a stupid take. Seriously. It's, you don't it's, embarrass yourself. It's a, a at best take. a league average catcher. When you've got the best catcher in the game on your roster already, like, you know, who cares? Like, um, if Max Stassi on your team, no, you I'm talking Philadelphia has got the best catcher on the team so they could get oh, rid oh, of. No, no. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't devalue. Oh, they don't care about him. I mean, they still care about catchers break down and, and, you know, real Muto's 31. Get real. Get real. You're being ridiculous. They didn't I'm get not. him for free. And he has free. an 80 WRC plus. Free. He's 80 free. WRC plus. He's, he's got an 80 grade beard. 80 WRC plus and like a 49% strikeout rate. This I, dude is garbage. You're no. garbage. You know, this is I, a great move. This is fantastic. It's, it is a great move. It's not, it wasn't screw free. Juan it wasn't free Soto, this is the best form. move of the deadline. It is not the best move of the deadline, but it is a good move. It really does improve them. Um, where are you picking up, Marsh? Are you getting him back in? in Everywhere. Ten t- two team leagues. Oh, wait, he's 98%. Never mind. I thought yeah. he might have more availability because he's been bad, but he runs. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. He runs. For real, are you getting him in 12-teamers? Is there enough? Probably, he's bad probably, at nine. Probably not. <laughs> okay, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah. I'd keep an eye, though. Yeah, because if playing every day, if Brian Marsh does get going, then a power speed guy like this does become instantly 10 and 12 mm-hmm. viable. Yeah. So, okay. And then David Robertson becomes their closer. This was another one where a guy's closing on a team. This is why you can't always just assume that you're not going to uh, get the clo- get the saves when these guys get traded. Yes, you should plan for it, right? Always be smart and say, hey, I'm going to draft this bad team closer. I'm probably only going to get half a season. And then if not, cool. But Lopez still closing on a much better team. Now D-Rob going to be closing on a much better team. Now they haven't said for sure, but I think he goes right in for Sir Anthony and Sir Anthony goes back to fireman. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think like a hundred percent. 
I think you'll know pretty pretty quickly too. I think you'll know by this weekend yeah. what what's going on there. So um, you'll you'll be able to hopefully by this weekend make a decision on Fab whether you're dropping of that main event team. You know, who my second closer is Sir Anthony Dominguez. That's brutal, dude. Uh, they also got Thor. So, again, they executed a brilliant, brilliant deadline. Uh, Thor hasn't had his strikeout stuff this year, but he does still have an 11% swinging strike rate. So it's still mm-hmm. in, the, you know, in the cards there that he can get back to striking out about a quarter of his batters. Um, obviously, he's not available anywhere. But do you think this could be an upgrade for Thor, even though he's going to Philly, which can be a little bit of a tough park, but he's pitched there a billion times as a Met? Um, quietly over a strikeout in inning during the month of July. Let's go. Uh, he started to look a little bit better. He's starting to get a little bit more sharpness on his breaking stuff. Um, I don't know if he's turning back into, I'm, I'm going to check his vo- velos. Not uh, peak Thor. I, I'm still, I'm still no. thinking like 1920 Thor when he struck out 25%. Not, yeah, not the 30% so, monster. Um, yeah, Velo's still 94. He's not, he's definitely not the guy he was. Um, but uh, he's been a little bit better, and he knows that division. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, running to the wire to pick up Thor in shallower formats or anything like that if he's available. You think he's available? He Probably not. No, no, no. He can't. Like, if, he hasn't been bad. No, yeah. no, his strikeouts are low, but ratio and, – and it's barren wasteland in leagues. Like, I don't even think he's going to be that available. Well, and his name value alone. Exactly. Makes him probably rostered. Never mind, man. He's 70% of the SPN. 30% mm. is insane availability. That being That's said, like, I don't I, I don't know that I want it. Well, I mean, a 3-8 ERA is not as good as it used to be. Um, I, I, I feel like I disagree. The waiver wire has been so barren this year. You, that's because you play in 15-team leagues. In 10, no, it's been barren 12. in the 12-teamers, too. Mm. It's been, dude. It's been, it's been hard out there. But no, I, I, I grant with the lower strikeouts. I, I just thought I think he's like an eighty-five percent guy at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in seventy percent. So there are some ESPN leagues where he's available. I would go get him. I think Thor can be a nice pitcher here for these final two months. Um, I, I thought maybe the whip was a little bit lower too. One twenty-one is not bad, but it's not like it's not great. Either. Yeah, no. so uh, that's fair. Uh, Miami did pick up Jordan Groshans. We alluded to him when we were talking about the relievers that Toronto got. His star has dimmed greatly, as we highlighted mm-hmm. there. Um, I like the, I still like the move for them. Like, hey, take yeah. a shot. Sure. You know, I think he could turn into, him. like, a MLB regular. Like, yeah, I think exactly. he could be fine. Like, I, I don't think he's ever going to be the star that people thought he was when they were drafting him in, like, first-year player drafts and dynasty and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think he could be fine, uh, everyday player. I'm just surprised that there weren't any more moves. Like, they just didn't. The trade Marlins. away, yeah. They didn't trade away anything. Like I don't Jesus think the Aguilar is still there. Yeah. yeah, like who 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 needs Aguilar though? Like you mentioned that it was a yeah, um, no, uh, seller's market, but I think in some instances it was a buyer's market though too. I know that's conflicting, but like, I, I I think once the big options left, other teams would just went. Is Ag guys like Aguilar or Nelson Cruz even an upgrade? Exactly. Like to what we have, like it's just, it's, and that and, and because prices were high, I, so I think it was actually more of like. I don't think we're going to go in and try to pay top dollar for it. Now, obviously, they could have made a big splash with like Lopez, but they have so many years of control of him that there's no reason to try to like force that either. Mm-hmm. If it didn't come together the way yeah. they wanted. So I, I'm not going to crush Florida, uh, Miami for not making moves here. I really don't think that there were moves they had to make. Aguilar is really kind of the only one. And like, again, where, where there was no fit? real, yeah, there was no logical fit. Um, exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Washington. Obviously, they've done a lot, but. 
not much of it is super fantasy relevant. Look, I do feel bad for Luke Voigt, primarily, almost exclusively, because we will no longer see him in the City Connect jersey. But <laughs> this is an amazing park move. Washington is one of the very best parks to hit in in the league. Uh, so that's a that's a big boon for him. Do you think he goes out there and just crushes, or do you think he's too uh, pissed off about getting traded to Washington and he like just craps his way through the rest of the season? I hope he goes out there and crushes. Like I do, I, I really so do. Um, I, I mean, I, I love Luke Voigt, and I mean, he's finally on a team in which he's not going to have to worry about losing playing time to somebody else. Exactly. He's just going to get to play. Uh, it's a huge bummer because he won't get to get that. Well, maybe maybe the Padres will give him a World Series ring when they win one this oh, they year. Would. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they would. So. They would absolutely give. I it. think it works. So it probably works out. Um, but he'd you like know. to be in the World Series. You know, you'd also like I to be living in San Diego, not the hellhole that is exactly. Washington DC in the summer. As exactly. uh, as Ghost Runner in in the chat is <laughs> saying, he, he's a Nova resident, Northern Virginia resident. Nobody hates DC like DC residents. Absolutely, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, by the way, Voight was kind of getting going a bit too, hitting some homers and, and looking like he's coming mm-hmm. out of it. So that could be nice. And like I said, if he carries it over and isn't like, you know, just pissed at the world about getting sent to Washington, there could be a nice run for him. So there's some availability too. go check. If you need a power infusion, Luke Voigt could kind of get back to what we've seen uh, at different spells throughout his career. He's always been a really good power hitter. And I think when healthy, he still is. So I'm a big fan. Uh, Mackenzie Gore. Now, when the deal first came out, it was the three big prospects with Abrams, uh, Wood, and Robert Hassel III. And everyone's like, oh, that's that's light and all that. Uh, it wasn't done yet. Gore comes in. That's another big piece. But I do mention that that park is difficult. So what do you think about Mackenzie Gore out in Washington? Any concerns about, uh, about pitching in that park? Or are you More- excited that – that he's, you know, he should be turned loose now. I'm more concerned about what's his elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, what's I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about that elbow. And uh, I mean, I, I assume that the Nationals did their due diligence um, yeah. in, in that, but for their uh, sake, that that my bigger concern, yeah, is the elbow. Uh, yeah, I'm not super worried about necessarily the park. Of course, just such he's got such talent. The question is, will he be able to harness it? It's nice yeah. to see them get to a spot where he'll be actually turned loose, like you said. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the hall was fine. Like, you know, um, I thought you so know, too. like, I don't think like, I know some people are really upset. Um, you weren't going to get the moon. Like the, the Padres just traded well, like five. They, they their- got, hang on. They got the moon, but I think people were expecting a bigger moon, but you can't get like the actual value of him. It's just unrealistic. Yeah. We just don't see that. So in the scope of the real world and what these trades generally net, I thought they did a great job. I yeah, really I mean, did. They got what five of their top six prospects in the Padres system. Like, I mean, what more do you want? Like, I mean, they got Hassel, they got Abrams, they got Gore. Uh, you know, they got James Wood, who a lot of people are, are really high on. Like, um, they got another mm-hmm. guy uh, that I'm blanking on his name right now. Like, Susana, yeah, uh, he got he got some good raves as well. Yarlin so, like, Susana. I think they did fine. Um, you know, like you're you never know, gonna you're never gonna match what the proper value for a hall of famer. That's just no, but at the, not at the same a 23 time, year old Ted Williams, you're never exactly going to find like, you know, but at the um, same time, it is still just one player. And like, they got a, a lot of, of talent that could really help I, their next good team. 
I'm just surprised because, I mean, one of the things that they said that they want to do is trade Patrick Corbin's contract with Soto. Yeah, um, I thought they were going to use that to defray kind of the prospect hall. And so, like, they were not able to move Corbin's contract. So how much flexibility does this give now the team in the future to sign free agents while they're still eating the money on Corbin and Strasburg? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think still paying Max Scherzer. Um so yeah, I mean, if they had uh, if they'd gotten Eric Hosmer, it would have pushed the deal over the edge in favor of the Nats. <laughs> I disagree. I hope that, I hope that's, that's a joke. Funny. Or it is. It's J J Hook. It's obviously oh, yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely goofing. So yeah, it's funny. All right, so Yadio Hernandez. I put him on here because obviously he can go in for Soto. He's had some intrigue at different times um, with the Nats, yeah, but now hit a bomb. Got- hit a bomb tonight, baby. He's saying, listen, I'm here. Juan who? 15-team um, viable. He's been a league average bat. He should have free and clear playing time now. Any interest? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think he's going to like be a star when you're league, but, I mean, he, he you know gives you a decent batting average, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. Um, yeah, I think he's fine. Like, I think 15-team leagues especially, uh, he becomes, you know, he's probably rostered in most 15-teamers, but maybe some deeper 12s. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's he's a fine fine pickup. He's still rostered. No, he's thirty four percent. You're all over. You're terrible uh, oh, on your roster rates tonight. Apparently, you're usually nails on those. Um, yeah, Yadio Hernandez. He's at the Robbie Grossman level because uh, I think he fell off. And he became kind of like man. He was. I don't think he plays every single day. Um, I think he's going to now. He, I was gonna say actually he does play quite a bit. So never mind on that part. But now it's free and clear, middle of the order. He is locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's yeah. in, I, I like he's in third tonight. And you said he went yard. Yeah, went. Yep, you went. Uh, they went back to back. Luis Garcia, Yadiel, in, in the sixth. Nice. As soon they as they pulled, as soon as they pulled Degrom, they went back to back. Oh, then, the, then the okay. yeah. finally that guy's out. Uh, mm-hmm. They did send down C.J. Abrams, but he could eventually be back if he comes back. Where are you picking him up, if anywhere? Probably fifteens and maybe some twelves. Um, like, you know, there are a lot of people are kind of cooling their jets on Abrams. I think it's a little bit too early to start doing that. Like, of I, course it is. It's been yeah, 139 I mean, point. And he's people super young. Insane. You remember he's, you know, he, he, he skipped triple a, he went back, he crushed triple a, he'll probably go crush triple a again. Like I, Abrams is going to be fine. Yeah. I, I, and if he's not, it's going to take me a lot longer to yeah. make that assessment. Uh, anything you want to say about wood or hassle the third, as far as dynasty and your interest in them? Um, don't overrate Hassel's fantasy value. Yes, he's a very good prospect, but again, no, another one of these kind of like some of all the parts kind of guys and not necessarily right. like a carrying tool for fantasy would have some really interesting upside. Um, uh, I like him long a lot, way uh, long, long term, yeah, long term in, in dynasty. So, um, yeah, I mean, these are both like all these guys are premium prospects. Like, you know, they're, they're, I think they were all top 69 prospects nice. in baseball. Um, uh here actually top 66 60, but i like 66 but i but i wanted to make I, I, it 69 i respect so. you man mm-hmm. i respect that grind and to that point by the way um that it gave washington their one abrams three hassle four wood and ten susana uh yarlin susana mm-hmm. who was also in this deal so they got four of their top 10 again i just don't know how much better you can and, and a legit arm who could be yeah. a frontliner um what else were you really expecting? Yeah, I know it's Juan if Soto. They, I know. If, Stop if they saying can, that as a response, everyone. It's Juan Soto. I, no shit. I know who. If he they is. can get Patrick like, Corbin 
and Strasburg anywhere close to back to being MLB like average starters, much less close to what their original form was. They would now have Josiah Gray, Strasburg, Corbin, and now Mackenzie Gore. That's a legit great rotation if all of those pieces come together. Now, yeah, that's a big if. It's sure. a big if, especially sure. for Strasburg and Corbin. Um, but, you know, and then they've got what, a Cavalli coming up from the minor mm-hmm. leagues. Like, Cole the Henry. future the, the future is bright. If they weren't going to be able to sign Juan Soto, this is probably the best they were going to do. But they just weren't going to sign him. I don't know yeah. about Abel, of course. We know that. But they're also in like a sell situation right now. So I don't know. This might make them more appealing to sell because you don't you're not on the hook for half a bill to uh, half a billion to Juan Soto. So who knows? Uh, let's go to Milwaukee. We added a new closer to the league. The only thing is, is Devin Williams is pretty much rostered everywhere because he's so good as a middle reliever, at least in th- as far as like the main event, literally 100%. Um, those uh, those shallow leagues where he's available, though, how crazy are you going? Is he an all-in for your chips type of guy with uh, oh, Devin Williams in, in uh, Milwaukee? I think so. Um, however, I want to issue this caveat, and every time I issue the caveat, people yell at me, and so I'm ready for you to yell at me. There's no guarantees he's the quote-unquote closer. Like, they did bring in Taylor Rogers too. This is a team What, what that, reason would there be to believe that he isn't, though? That Like, they're, they're competing. They, he's that so the, much the, better the, than anybody else. The Brewers else. are a forward-thinking organization that puts their best relievers sometimes in the best spots. Sometimes, um, but no, Hayter's been an unencumbered closer for years, though, so they don't really do mm-hmm. that. He's been, just, he's been the go-to button I think I, I think I, he it I think there's a 90% chance that Williams is the guy and is a top five closer the rest of the way. So you have to go all in on a guy like that. Yeah. But I'm reserving there is a small chance that they say, no, we like Williams in the role that we have him in. And now we've brought in Taylor Rogers, who has shown that he can close. I know he's been struggling as of late. Yeah, but he was pitching like shit. Yeah. So but I, that's what I'm, I'm saying. It's surprised. a small, a very small chance. I'd yeah. be very surprised too. But I, the like part I don't... is, it's just not actionable though. So I, that, that's that's yeah. the thing. Like I, I, I think that, I think so on, up, upside alone, upside alone, like he, um, Williams legitimately replaces Rossi Iglesias as potentially the number three closer in fantasy. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and to the point of how good he is, just as a middle reliever, even at ESPN leagues, which and I say that even not to like slander, but because they came the to shadow, the league. Yeah, ten team, ten league, teams. So. He's forty nine percent rostered. Yeah. So like that tells you where people. He's gonna be. He's gonna be ninety percent. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, up eleven week. points. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, but he was still thirty eight percent as a middle reliever. So that's where Dad Williams is at. Obviously, you got to go all in if you need saves. This is exactly what you're looking for. What are you doing with Rogers then? Because I agree with you that like, I, I still think he's a very capable reliever and could do the job if they wanted him to. I do believe it's going to be Williams as well, but do you think Rogers is worth holding in any capacity? I mean, through maybe the weekend or something like that, we're going to know pretty quick who the guy is. Like they're going to, you know, the Brewers will win a game or two, and we'll see who's first man up. Um, the yeah. first time Williams gets two saves, I'm dropping Rogers. Yeah, and Williams hasn't pitched since Saturday, so he's going to be super available. So there won't yeah. have to be any of that. Like, oh, we don't know who it was. Oh, he just picked two straight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. no, he's free and clear right now. So we're going to get we're going to get word. Um, Estuary Ruiz got sent out immediately, but uh, what do you think? Could he come back up? He wasn't doing anything in his sample so far this year, uh, but he's you know still an intriguing prospect with a bunch of speed. Uh, do you like Ruiz at all to come back up and maybe be a factor for Milwaukee, or is this more of a long-term 
It's a long, long, probably long-term play. Maybe he comes back up if there's an injury, but at this point he needs an injury on that infield or in the outfield to kind of make waves. Um, that being said, like if he does come back up, Where he's got speed, up? speed for everywhere. He's got speed okay. for days. Like if he's going to play every day, he, he could legit steal 20 bases the rest of the way. No problem. Um, on a team that likes to run. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, if he comes back up and he looks like he's going to get full run, I'm picking him up. Okay, that's Estuary Ruiz, not Tributary Ruiz. Do not get those two confused. You don't. Want that no, that's a good joke. That's actually a good, smart pun. So sorry, you're stupid. Let's go to St. Louis. Hey, well, guess what they <laughs> did this year? They got two lefties at the deadline. Now, last year they got two crusty lefties when they got John Lester and Jay Happ, and we roundly made fun of them, which I thought was for good reason. But in typical Cardinals devil magic, uh, both pitched quite adequately. Neither was like a stud, but uh, they were both about like league average guys for a combined 120 innings. So joke was on us. These guys are substantially better. Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery. What a stunner that was. We totally thought that that meant they're getting somebody big to fill in that spot. Nope, they didn't do anything. They just traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. So let's start with Montgomery. What do you think about him moving from New York to the Cards? Um, I know a lot of people shit on kind of the Cardinals deadline. Um, But this is what the Cardinals do, man. The Cardinals don't spend a lot. They come away with guys that are underwhelming. And these guys end up being really, really good pieces for them. Quintana's quietly been a really, really good pitcher in Pittsburgh. He now moves to a park that's great. Um, not that he was in a bad park before, but no, a but he's defen- got defensive support. A, yeah, defense that's fantastic. And an offense is going to score him some runs. Uh, Jordan Montgomery moves from uh, the worst division to pitch in, in one of the worst parks in baseball to pitch in. Uh, to one of the best parks uh, in baseball to pitch in with the best defense in baseball to pitch in front of uh, and uh, a great division to pitch in. Like you can't ask for better landing spots for both of these guys. Montgomery's quietly started to take a step forward. I've never been a believer in him, but he has turned me around this year. And I think this is a huge, going to be huge part to reason why he's going to be on a lot of my teams next season. I think he's going to have a huge end of the year. Uh, I love Jordan Montgomery. Huge fan of Jordan Montgomery myself, so uh, I'm just excited to see this. I think this could be even better for him with that defense. Like you said, Quintana's only 39% in the Rotowire Online Championship team uh, championship, which is 12 teams. Where should that roster rate be? It's at 39% right now for Quintana. Prob- probably 70. I was going to say like think. 70 yeah. or 80. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's quietly pitched really, really well. Like, I mean, been wonderful. Yeah, I think he could, could for a guy you've gone off the wonderful. wire. Like, he's been great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they got two lefties. Both look good. Um, I don't think Montgomery has availability even in like ten teamers. Right? He should be a one hundred percent guy at ESPN. No, mm-hmm. probably. Let me check just to make sure eighty six percent. But that could be dead. Like a lot of yeah. that's probably dead leagues anyway. But uh, if if he's available, of course, go get Montgomery as well. Even more so than Quintana. Uh, let's go to the Cubs. Who closes? Last man standing was Rowan Wick, I guess. Carlos Marmol. <laughs> there you go. You got you got in on the person. Yeah. That's a callback there. Yeah. <laughs> there you um, go. But yeah, like uh, we we got Wick in there. Is is he the only guy you're going for? And then who cares anyway? Uh, I mean, here's the crazy part: they didn't get drastically worse. I mean, outside of the no, bullpen, of course not. Yeah. So like, they're probably gonna like continue their pace. 
which makes whoever the closer becomes somewhat valuable. Um, fair. I I don't probably just wick though because you don't know these other guys. Don't pretend you know who Brandon Hughes or I, Eric Yulman is. I don't. Michael and, Rucker. Like these are fake players. I wonder if there's someone in AAA that they could bring up that would make sense. I'm, I'm just Braylon Marquez hey, is still injured. Still it looks Nick, like yeah. Um, Caleb Killian. Don't know who that is. He's from your uh, Giants, you dummy. From last year's deadline. I yeah no don't yeah don't remember. Okay, him well at he all. has twenty nine percent strikeout rate, eleven percent walk rate at AAA as a starter. Maybe going in the if they would put him in the bullpen, they might believe in him as a starter though. So I'm just throwing out a name. I don't know. I think it's Rowan Wick. We don't need to spend too much time. We're already I, uh, yeah approaching two hours. What about uh, my boy Zach McKinstry? He gets traded out there from the Dodgers. Could find some playing time. Uh, this is an underrated around. move. Underrated I move. So too. I love Zach McKinstry. So you know I'm excited about this. Yeah. But like, uh, is there actually something there? Is he going to play? I think he's going to. I think he's going to be a Swiss Army knife for this team on a team that Super really, yep. you know, David Ross kind of, you know, took up the Joe Madden. Um, like he likes these Swiss Army knife kind of guys, right? Um, and I think that's what McKinstry could be. He wasn't getting the playing time in Los Angeles. I think he should be able to get the playing time in Chicago because they need to see whether or not he's going to be part of the next good Chicago uh, Cubs team. So, um, yeah, I think especially in deeper leagues, he might be worth a roster spot. You know, kind of see through the end of the week. Team? like, Yeah, yeah, in a 15-team. Um, ninth today. But that's just in for Madrigal, who's just off the IL. But, but that's playing. He's playing. He's in the I lineup. I don't – you know, if he's going to bat – he might bat ninth for now, but, like, if he if he's playing, I was saying more the second base because oh, like, okay. obviously obviously second's not going to be where he resides. But you just think he dots around? Yeah, I think he dots around. I think he's a super utility. And if he can get five starts five starts a week, that makes him fifteen team viable. I, I f- fully on board with that. Say less and mm-hmm. crushing a triple A this year. Uh, I think he's kind of like he's twenty seven. Like he should be. So I don't want to mm-hmm. overrate that too much. But like he's figured that level out. It's time to see if he can hit at the major league level. He looks like a Cronenworth. Zobris type, um, you know, in, in that long line of, of those players now that we're starting to see mm-hmm. add up. That's Zach McKinstry with the Cubs uh, in Cincinnati. Of course, they made some moves and they cleared out some space. Jake Fraley could be somebody to look at because uh, Tommy Pham is out. He could slot in the left. Loved him coming into the year. Injuries, uh, you know, mm-hmm. derailed totally him. Yeah. Have derailed his season. Are you back interested in Jake Fraley? He was a popular pickup this past week, but now with Fam gone, uh, I think he'll go up even more in in leagues where he wasn't picked up that first time. I mean, I guess like you could take a dart throw and, and hope and pray, but like right now, it looks like he's going to be in a, a strong side platoon, um, and I just don't know that that Reds team is that interesting. It's a great park, and maybe he could go on a heater and you know See, be that's really the thing. interesting. That's that park, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just playing. I guess. Like, why is Albert Almora got to play? He doesn't. 77 WRC plus, you know, Matt Reynolds. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think even with just strong side, I'm kind of interested by Fraley. Um, maybe I'm just this, a sucker. This offense him. is so bad, they're rostering three catchers right now. I know. It's, it's, it's absolutely. And yeah. one of them, that's fake name. Yeah. And one of them is yeah. Austin freaking Romine, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, Aristides Aquino's back from the IL. Do you have more interest in him or Jake Fraley? There's room for both. Fraley because he's got speed to his game. Agreed. Agreed. So. And um, with Tyler Molly traded out, they guess they have room for a fifth starter, but like, is there anybody you'd care about? 
Justin Dunn, does that do anything for you? I like Justin Dunn in the past, so a little bit, but I don't know where he's at health wise. Like, is he, he's I mean, not done anything in the minors, dude. Yeah, so because he was he was injured, so Great. Um, yeah, Brandon Williamson was a guy Williamson? that I was a guy like I talked about in our 1000th episode with Eno That's as right. a potential deep sleeper. Uh, he's not on the 40 man, so they'd have to make room. Yeah, um, and he's struggled in the minors as well. Thousand screw it. Triple A. Yeah, I, I don't think they got anybody right now. We'll see if somebody cultivates, but right now, nothing for that fifth starter role in Cincy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh, nothing notable. The Dodgers, Joey Gallo. And you know what? I'm very happy for him. Reading about yeah. reading fans, that, dude. yeah. Like, reading about how awful he was treated in New York. Like I've already ranted on it a couple times, but the way they pride themselves on just treating their own players like garbage, I hate it so much. I For those who don't so, know, like there was a so tweet late. thread about Joey Gallo talking about how it got so ugly with just people in the street that he refused to leave his own house. It doesn't go your- anywhere, yeah. Listen, um, you know, as a Giants fan, I love to see the Dodgers actively make their team worse um, <laughs> while other teams make their team better. Um, as a human being and as a fan of Joey Gallo, uh, you know, I hope he's good. Like I just, I hope just getting out of New York and getting in a more comfortable environment for him is beneficial. Um, yeah. it sucks that it'll be on the Dodgers. Uh, and if any team can get the most out of a guy like Gallo, it's probably the Dodgers. Um, but like, I hope well, he's and, good. Like, I, I mean, it, but it, it just be a mental block too, of like how miserable that is. Because his core skills are still there. He still takes his walks. Joey mm-hmm. Gallo does. He still has at least a 180 ISO, which is a good enough springboard that if he gets going, I can easily see him back in like the 250 ISO like that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he's completely cooked. And the mental piece of it could be alleviated here. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he took off. The, the problem is the downside of the fact that they are now potentially starting three guys out of nine that are hitting like Mendoza line or worse. I mean, I don't know if you saw and my batting tweet. Them in order, right? Must yeah. I, Bellinger and Gallo. I don't know if you saw my tweet thread from last week, I um, but I, I talked about how Joey Gallo and Max Muncy, Muncy have historically bad um, batting averages right now for, for it, how, how much they're playing. Um, the, they, the are hit, they are hit in the last hundred years. Like they are among the league leaders in worst seasons from a batting average perspective, uh, right up there with Chris Davis, who they're uh, in 2018. That's they're what this both, reminded me of. With they're Gallo. both worse than this year. Wow, this is exactly um, what it reminded me of. Uh, that article about how much Chris Davis like beats himself up. Uh, his was the other way, it's more internal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was hearing it from fans, but not to the degree. No, I mean, they did. Baltimore didn't have a lot of fans in 20. That's what I'm saying. So. Like, it's not going to be the same as New York. And, like, I know there'll be some people be like, oh, Snowflake got to just deal with it. It's part of the job. It's like, is it, though? Is it really part of the job to be heckled on the streets? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of players, and to their credit, because probably because they get eaten alive otherwise, but like, to their credit, they're like, all's fair on the field as long so, as they're not saying stuff about my, my- family. My tweet was, in the last 100 years, the worst qualified bat- uh, batting average from a qualified hitter was 168 from Chris Davis in 2018. Both Gallar and Muncie are on pace to beat that. Oof. Man, um, and, you know, we wanted nothing to do with Muncie uh, yeah. coming into the year. And like, I didn't think he'd be this bad. Like, I just... I thought he'd get hurt actually, and not play. I, I disagree. He's, I'm, I'm going to give you credit because I feel like you did based on your ranking. I think you absolutely did. Yeah. Because you weren't even ranking him to the point where you're saying, like, I don't care that he's playing. 
I don't mm-hmm. want him anywhere near anything. So I actually would give you more kudos on on your striding. In some, uh, but in a lot of ways, he's been me. he's been worse than I thought he would be. He's like, been brutal, I mean, man. Like because he's actively tanked you um, consistently, and if you yes. continue to roster him, months he's killing he's, you. He's ruined your season. Um, I, I have been like not weird enough. I don't want to overstate it, but it's like, it's kind of funny to see the people that have Muncie still twist themselves into pretzels to try to say anything, but the elbow uh, is the problem. They're like, well, what about, and then, what about the elbow? What about the clear and present problem that we know? If it's Why not the it elbow, then that? what is it? Like, cause and that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, nothing else stop. makes sense. No, like, they just is... like, it's grasping. It's grasping. For yeah. Sure. Uh, so James, because otherwise you're just saying he's just a shit hitter. Like, yeah, then he's then he's a garbage player, and he's not because he's like he's still like got a really good batting eye. He just when he makes contact, um, which isn't as as often as he he can't catch up to stuff because he can't extend his elbow in the way that he did. Like he just he has no drive with that arm. He shouldn't be playing. I don't think. No, he should have gotten surgery and sat out six months. And you know he probably if he had done that beginning of the season, he'd be back playing now. Yeah, like you know, it, it's clear that it, it's very. This is clearly an issue. Yeah. So James Altman obviously has taken the world by storm with his first eight plate appearances. Uh, he's five for six with four runs, two doubles, and a homer. I think he'll keep this pace, but uh, probably in a bench capacity. I think he'll mm-hmm. keep his five fifty WRC plus. But no, he does lose out here because he he, he was slotting into the outfield. Uh, I don't think he's going to play a whole lot. He might even get sent back down. To be honest, like, are they going to keep both Outman and Trace Thompson? I, I don't know. And in addition to that, they called up Miguel Vargas, a premium prospect who I'm very Which excited probably about. means Justin Turner's in the aisle, right? You would think, because I don't um, think that they're calling up Miguel Vargas to not play him, right? Yeah, no, I don't think you bring up Vargas to play. Uh, Vargas is a top-tier prospect, top-20 prospect in baseball. Um, he is the clear, uh, you know, next man up for Turner once – uh, Turner retires um, in his time seems like it's right now because Turner's hurt. Vargas is crushing triple a. Uh, I just traded for him in a dynasty league. Um, super excited to see what he can bring to the table. Uh, this is what is so annoying about the Dodgers is not only do they have a really good team, they continuously have a really good farm system too, because they're really good at developing Turner's uh, talent. Oh, the by the so way. Ty- uh, yeah. Okay. So Tur- he was not on the IL as of this morning and is not on the IL on roster resource. So no, no, they were guys. just saying like it happened. Oh, it just happened. Move. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assume that's what it was. Um, so uh, yeah, I like Vargas a lot. I think he is, uh, he's a big pickup this weekend in like 15 team leagues. Yep. Um, but I think like even in shallower leagues, like, he's a sneaky pickup. Like, I, I, I don't think, he, you know, there's going to be so many people that place an emphasis on the new closers, on other positions opening up, that Vargas may go under the radar a little bit. Uh, he shouldn't. Yeah. No, I, I think you're I think you're dead on uh, with that with Miguel Vargas. Couldn't have said it better. I'm big on him, eager to see what happens. Uh, fade the James Outman hype right now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just not going to play. And I'm interested in Gallo in like a 12-teamer if I'm if I'm desperate for power. If I'm trying to Hail Mary it a bit, I'm more in that like last quarter of my league, but I still feel like I'm kind of competitive. That's where I'm going to Hail Mary somebody like Gallo in the 10 or 12-team. Especially because uh, Gallo's going to play because, you know, in spite of the fact that, and I, I'm going to double-check it right now, but at least like a month ago, um, in spite of his bad offensive numbers, he actually had a positive war. Yeah. Um, because he's so good defensively. Uh, yes, yes, point he, three. He continue, continues to have a positive war 
because he's so good defensively. He's going to play every day. So even exactly. if he struggled, he may bat low. But batting low in that Dodger lineup, if you're walking 15% of the time, it means you got Mookie Betts hitting behind you. Yeah, he gets so scored both of runs. He, he, he could restart the bottom of that lineup um, and still score a bunch of runs because he walks at a 15% rate. So, um, yeah, I think Gallo, if Gallo is dropped in your leagues, he might be worth picking up here. I totally agree. I totally agree. And like I said, particularly in scenarios where you're like, hey, I'm more in a Hail Mary scenario. I'm trying to go for it. He's at only 39% rostered in the 12-team Rotowire mm-hmm. Online Championship for Gallo. So that's a lot of availability there. And I do think that that's the spot where he can be sneaky. And still 15% in the main event availability. He's mm-hmm. 85% rostered there. So mm-hmm. we'll see some big bids for him this weekend, I bet. All right, let's get to the team of the hour or the second hour, I guess, of the show. Uh, <laughs> San Diego, obviously, they've done so many things. We don't really need to get in on Soto, though, because we really are focused on the fantasy impact here. Um, and obviously, there's nothing as far as pick up or drop with him. Do you think this unlocks like a two-month run from heaven for him, though? Do you think Soto just pops off here? I mean, not necessarily, but like, it's just a better team. Like, he, yeah, he not only is... Except yeah, he's not he's not only just moving to a better team, he's taking the other best player on his team with him. The partner <laughs> in crime. Yeah, so yeah, um there's no availability for Bell really anywhere either. I don't think so. And, you know. and this team's gonna get better because it's gonna get Tatis back. Tatis back. At I some know, point, dude. at some That's point so there's gonna dumb. be a variation of Tatis, Machado, Juan Soto, all I don't I don't know how exactly it's going to play out in terms of where they all hit in the lineup, but like that's going to be a two, three, four in the it's lineup and good luck trying to pitch it. You know, there was a time it, earlier this season in which you were streaming against San Diego because they were struggling so hard. There's mm-hmm. going to be a point in which you are going to question starting your stud against San Diego. Yes, you are a hundred percent right on that. Uh, it's going to be scary. Now we found the team that's going to ruin Brandon Drury, uh, because I think when Tatis comes back, he might not play every day, man. I am worried about the playing time. And this was the big thing. Like you had a guy batting second in a brilliant park, taking it full advantage of it. Brandon Drury was killing it. He is benefited by the fact that he can play so many spots. So he should be able to dot around the field, but he ain't playing every day. Like uh, when Tatis gets back for now, I still think he can, but once Tatis gets back, I think Drury could be sitting two, three times a week, which would really suck. What do you yeah. think about Jury out to San Diego? Yeah, once Tatis comes back, it could crush him. Um, you know, because w- one of the other guys who were trying to move off of this team was Will Myers. He's going to have to, you know, they still have Jerks and Profar and Jake Cronenworth. All those guys are going to play. I think, um, I think, I think it destroys Myers when Tatis gets back. I think oh, he's absolutely. In bigger trouble than Drury. It could, I, I think uh, he's probably all too. right. I, I picked up Myers for like a buck in our main event um, on the hopes that they did trade him and wherever he went, he got full-time playing. Exactly. That's um, that. that was a good, he's, good thought. He's going to get dropped here. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just unfortunate for Drury um, that – You yeah, can't do anything about it though, right? Because he's been too good. You he got your playing. value from him. I don't care if you spent 200 bucks on him in Fab. You got your uh, – Absolutely. Um, but you're oh, not cutting preemptively though, are you? Don't 
Jay Hook saying, "Don't you dare forget <laughs> Nomar Mazar." Just How dare he's on he's on the rundown, baby. We're gonna get to him. Yeah, um, we, we I don't Nomar think Mazar you. I don't think you can drop him because I don't think so either. You know, we don't know for sure when Tatis is getting back, and mm-hmm. he could have a setback. Uh, Machado Machado's had injury issues in the past. Um, Profar's you know, not Mister Healthy. Pro, yeah, Profar has been the opposite of Mister Healthy. Will Myers has been the opposite of Mister Healthy. Um, anything can happen. So like, you just got to ride it for right now. And then once everybody is back, then maybe you, you drop him in the bar. It's a bummer, but there's nothing to be done about it. And you cross your fingers Mm -hmm. that, Hey, he keeps playing and does well in a much better team. Now he does lose the park benefit, but he's going to a good team and Brandon jury can still hit. So I am bummed just because I do worry about the playing time a little bit, but it could still be good. It's not yeah. it's not a cut situation or anything. Um, Josh Hader, nothing really to say with him. He's going to be the closer. Elite, yeah. And yeah. then uh, Mazzara was that last guy there. R.I.P. Uh, he he um, and Myers are cooked, especially yeah. once Tatis gets back. Yeah. I think yeah. they have to DFA one of them. Or no, they can send down as a car. Um, yeah, they've got other guys. Right they, they've got He's other just guys there until the other guys get there. Yeah, uh, Soto, Bell, and Drury are going to report soon, and then yeah. somebody else. Mazar is already cooked. Like it's it's done. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need Tatis to come back. There's too many guys now. I agree. Um, you just drop you just drop him. You thank him for his service. He hit like 300 in a brief sample, and you're fine with that. You move on. And to he's depth guy. if something else comes up, right? Yeah. Because injuries do happen. So these guys maybe like, maybe he gets traded to like he's shown like he can actually be a productive major league player again, and maybe he gets traded in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. We could see something for for Mazzara there. Uh, all right, we talked about the J.D. Davis situation for your Giants. They got him in a million prospects for Darren Ruff. Any interest in J.D. Davis, or is he just going to be short side platoon because y'all platoon everybody? Yeah, probably short side platoon. Um, maybe he unlocks some magic. I mean, this is a stat cast hero type guy, right? A guy who's yep. in the past has had just really amazing underlying metrics uh, that said that, hey, if he got full-time playing time, he could be good. And the Giants have a bunch of older guys. Like he could find himself playing somewhat regularly. Uh, you know, especially with Longoria hurt, Brent Crawford hurt. Like uh, you know, like maybe they do find you know Tyro uh, Estrada on concussion IL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe he does find full time playing time. Uh, but I think you need to see it first. Like let's see how it plays out over the next few days. Um, the nice thing is that the Giants play in the NOS with a lot of lefties. So. Uh, he could get he could get a fair amount of playing time even if so he's short type of Could be a spot starter type here and there where he has the right weeks yeah. where you're like, hey, three lefties coming up, let's get him in. Yeah. Colorado didn't do shit, and Arizona like Emmanuel Rivera. Do you have any intrigue in him? No, whatsoever? yeah, I didn't think no. so. Okay. Colorado okay, resigned that. Daniel Bard. Oh yeah, they didn't. They but who cares about that? Yeah, they're what the hell? Did, I, they I didn't trade any of their guys. They had Colome Iglesias. Um, Carlos Estevez and somebody else on a one year on one year deals. They didn't trade any of those guys. Steel done? No, I think they that? still got yeah, one no, more it year. Is. No, it's Blackman. Free agent twenty. They didn't trade. They, yeah, they didn't trade him either. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, and I think again, though, in fairness, on at least like Blackman, who's buying? Because he can't play defense. He costs money, and like so, maybe there just wasn't a buyer there. But some of those arms, man. How much I, of an Aaron Otto's deal did they eat to move him? Like they they would have eaten the rest of Blackman's deal to move him. No 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 no. Like who wants him though? Like who who didn't get an outfielder that would even want to like give an asset then uh, if they're eating the money? That's what I'm saying. I, like who is it really an upgrade for? He's a good player, but like in a two month sample, he's not moving the needle for anybody. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, that is the deadline deals are trades are against the Roger uh, Rockies organizational ethos. Sorry, it took me so much to read that, but that's really funny, Jay Hook. Uh, <laughs> but we did it. We covered all the teams, um, all thirty teams. Well, I mean, the ones some did nothing, but uh, that's the rundown. I don't think we really missed anybody that's really going to be impacted by this. There's a lot of different things that, um, you know, are, are going to play. Uh, they're going to be dominoes down the line where it's like, hey, this guy's going to end up being the, the go-to. My favorite of that is, is J.P. Sears. So like kind of not one of the bigger names out there. I really think he could be a badass. <laughs> Do it, Jen. Do it, Jen. Jen Jen's uh, threatening to turn off the lights. I'm surprised my wife hasn't texted me. Oh, yeah, we've been but, out but here so long. Our lights are on, uh, uh, like, you know, Wi-Fi there. So, she, yeah. There, there you go. go. <laughs> um, do you have a name there that that is? I guess it's Marsh for you because he's not. Yeah. Like, jokes aside, like he's not super high end, but you believe he can be like a real game changer potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. he's available in, in shower formats and stuff. Like exactly. That. I mean, Molly. I think Molly's got the best. Um, but he's not available. But he's not available. Exactly. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm looking for somebody that you could like get. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so, all right. Well, great talking with you, man. We did an epic one to make up for the fact that we didn't do anything last week, but I'm and, healed. I feel good. And, it, and just a heads up for those you know, nobody knows, I haven't said it publicly. I'm getting surgery on my mouth tomorrow. It's, oh, it's right. not, not minor surgery. It is, it is real, like major uh, oral surgery. Um, I do not know how well I'll be able to talk by Friday. So, Don't you worry. I got um, it. Yeah. If I can if, talk, if I will be back. Yeah, you let me know, um, but you are not on and, the hook for anything. And unfortunately, like uh, I can't take pain medication or narcotics, so like I don't get like the narcotics to knock you out, and I don't get anything to recover from. So I may be in some pretty rough shape. If you if you ask me questions or like I'll write my article tonight, but this that may be the last from me for for the rest of the week. I think that's the um, way to play it. You recover, and you don't worry about that. Hopefully, I'll be back on Friday, but if not, I'll see you guys probably on Tuesday next week. All right, man. Take care. Take it easy.